Do one hand because you're holding the phone. Okay, so go ahead. Do jazz hand. Jazz hand. There we go. March <laughs> to Ray. We are live. What's up, people? We are live from the Big Daddy Gun Studios. I'm Hank Strange. This is the Who Moved My Freedom podcast, episode number 125. And our special guest tonight is this gentleman, Marge Toure of Black Guns Matter. What's up, Marge? What's up, Hank? How are you, brother? Good, good. You know, I'm here, man. It's it's a little chilly in Florida, but I'm guessing it's a lot colder in Philly. Yeah, right? it's like uh, 10 degrees. Oh, Oh, okay. Well, it was like 40 or 50 or something today. Yeah. yeah. Brag much? Jesus. Yeah, so, <laughs> no, I mean, it's cold, man. I got a jacket on. All <laughs> right. that kind of stuff. Like, I got a jacket on. It's cold. Yeah, I had to put on a jacket to leave the house today, man. <laughs> so what's... Yeah. So let me just um, shout out everyone that's already here with us. I want to remind everyone, if you haven't done it already, please... Thumbs up this video. Hit the thumbs ups. We need as many thumbs ups as possible. Of course, we're coming to you live and we're not on the Hank Strange channel. We're actually on Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded because we got that strike last week from YouTube that has shut down our ability to go live on Hank Strange. So we're over here. So you have to make sure that you're subscribed and you have to hit the thumbs ups and you have to share this video and let everyone know that we're over here and we're not over there. So anyone who wants to see it go down live, this is what you have to do. Um, also, we, we want you guys, Maj and I would like you guys to uh, hit us up with whatever questions you have. We've got a couple things we want to talk about tonight. Um, of course, we're talking about Black Guns Matter, but we're going to talk about SHOT Show. Um, we did an event in Atlanta, lots of other stuff. You've been up to you've been up to a lot of things, Maj. Yeah, I mean, just trying to stay busy, stay active, um, keep, keep people um, you know, maneuvering, get more people from outside of the gun community into the gun community or the gun culture, or even bigger than that, get more people from um, the anti-gun or I don't know side to the pro-Second Amendment side Yeah, on those lines, you know? So, I mean, that's just really it. Whatever avenue we could do to make that happen yeah, and uh, fill some of the holes, pause, you know, we're going to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So there's lots of things here. I am going to take questions from everyone that's hanging out in the chat we're going to let that build up a little bit right now, but I do want to remind everyone, click the thumbs ups. We need that. Look, I'm going to thumbs up. I'm going to thumbs up it myself. So we've got like 41 thumbs ups right now and we've got, you know, 42, we've got 42 thumbs ups. So, you know, there we go. That's what we need. We just need to keep those thumbs ups going and uh, get it live up in here. You know what? Let me do this, Maj. Let me go down real quick and shout out everyone that is in the chat right now. Sure. Uh, looks like Cody Phillips was number one in the chat. So shout out to Cody Phillips. We got Michael Bender as well. MW Tactical. He says, "What's good, people?" Uh, let's see who else. We've got the Archangel. We've got Saint Dick. He says hello. It's a, okay. It's a cool name, Saint Dick. Uh, I'm digging it. Uh, John Brown, <laughs> E Rock, John Gillian. Uh, Lola is in the chat, but she's always in the chat, of course. So you guys should say hi to Lola. LB, yeah. Maj said, what's up to you, Lola? So LB, Louis Cipher is in there. Uh, I want to say Fargian68. He says, sweet baby Jesus. I don't know what that, you know, what it's, that it's means. From, it's, from, uh, it's from Talladega Nights. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Sweet baby Jesus. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Will Ferrell. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was when he was praying to Oprah. Yeah. He said he was praying to Oprah, the baby Jesus, <laughs> and all the 
Um, I think he was praying, praying to black Jesus. I don't know. Yeah. All the, which, yeah, we, we, we can get into that. That's a whole other controversy. One of the Jesuses. One yeah. of them. <laughs> so we can get into that whole thing. Um, yeah. Let's see who else is in here. We've got Gregory Bradley, Tango Hunter, Gorillas and Guns. Um, you went and did an event with Gorillas and Guns, didn't you? Or you were promoting it on something for Gorillas and Guns. I can't remember. Yeah. If I did, uh, what's up, Gorillas and Guns? I, yeah. I hope that event we did worked out well. Yeah, I think I saw you promoting a, the event you said you did either today or yesterday on oh, Gorillas. Oh, they, they reposted it, maybe? Maybe. It's possible. Yeah, that might be what yeah. it is. Yeah, so Gorillas and Guns, let us know what's going on with that. What's your connection, where you're at, and all that kind of stuff. He's a he's a supporter of the channel, so good dude. Um, the Archangel, which I think I said, Vanessa Kitty, David G. Let's see, Jason Abramson. Uh, let's see who else is in here. John Brown. Okay, I think, did I go through everyone so far? Okay, I think I pretty much, if I missed anyone, I think I scrolled through that really fast. I must have dropped down to the bottom somehow <laughs> bricks i see bricks as well um yeah i did i did miss a whole bunch of people okay if i missed you just shout me out right now and i will still give you a shout out like i said don't forget to thumbs ups we need as many thumbs ups as we could possibly get so um what what gorillas and guns um gorillas and guns is happy that you're on he says great guest tonight you got to tell us where you're at, Gorillas and Guns. I see Mark Wagner has just come in. It's taking a little while for everyone to get in because people have to remember that we're over here. Right. Right. You know, we're at this address. Justin E. Uh, Cruzman Bullis. Ants These Nuts says, what's up? Um, Gorillas and Guns says, I wish. I just reposted stuff on Facebook. Plus, um, he's, he's, oh, you're in the Gorillas and Guns Facebook group. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I'll be getting in a lot of the groups. I, I'll just be like, "Thanks, guys," and I'm in the group. Yeah, people just put you in groups. I know it happens to me all the time. Yeah. yeah. I, I, a lot of them, I get into the group, and they like real cool groups. Sometimes, you know, it's like dickheads in the group, but yeah, uh, you know, for the most part, they yeah. real cool. I, yeah, I don't want to be in every group that people put me in, but what else? I'm in like the. Delaware real estate sellers group. I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. I find myself in lots of crazy groups that I don't agree with. And I'm like, why the hell am I in this group? Yeah. But, I, somebody you know. put me in the um, fuck Donald Trump group. And I was like, oh, okay. This is, this, this is interesting. Let's see what's happening in this room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And that's a, and, and where are you at with Donald Trump? Are you a pro Trump? Anti-Trump in the you're in the middle. The generally, I think uh, yeah. you know we put people in positions to get a job done. I think that um, a commander in chief is supposed to. I, I pick you know one or two things that I want to extract out of a president that's going to lean us back towards more freedom. Mm -hmm. So, for example, in 08, when I you know I got caught up in the Obama hype, I thought we was going to get like um, you know marijuana legalization and gay marriage. I thought that was going to happen on that watch. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Then my man doubled down on the Patriot Act. So I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm cool. Um, with, out of President Trump, you know, I respect the office. The presidency is an office. It's not just the person. Mm -hmm. um, so what, what, I, what I envisioned, you know, when I heard that he was running and he was getting back by the NRA, my thought was, 
okay, we're going to get national reciprocity out of this. And I didn't even have two things. It was like, all right, if you get that out of there, then, you know, I it's know a big deal. Mind. Right. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? So it's really yeah. about that. I think people get caught up in like the, the wrestling of it. Like, I don't like them. Yeah. But what are the policies? I don't get, I don't, I don't, if, if I have somebody coming to like fix my sink, you know, if he's the best plumber, I don't care what his, like what he ate for lunch. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, you're here to do the job. All of that mm-hmm. other stuff, I, I don't get caught up in that. You know, if, is he racist? Is he not? I mean, I, you know, I, I understand how people can, I understand context. I understand pull quotes. I understand mainstream media. I understand you can make an enemy with somebody that, that could, that's in a position of power with manipulating media. And you have that, you could have made that, you know, enemy in 95. And here we are, you know, 20 some odd years later and this person still have it out for you. So I don't really trip off that. Yeah. Is the job, is the, is the, is the elected official going to get, you know, the, the policy that I would like? Are they going to move the ball forward? Yeah, I think I think ultimately what everyone has to realize, unless you are like a direct family member or someone that he owes a favor to anyone, anyone that becomes president, they are not there to save your ass. No, not at all. Okay, you have to save yourself. And what you hope out of that person being president, like you said, is that they kind of move things in the right direction. I don't think there, there are some things they can immediately affect. And then there's other things that they re- that they really can't do that much about, um, you know. So, I, for example, Trump reversed a lot of the stuff that uh, executive orders that Obama did that were pretty much anti-gun. That's a good thing. Right. You know, but I don't think anyone out there is perfect. And I don't think anyone out there is I, I don't whether it's Trump or Obama. I don't think they're thinking about us every day and how we get by in the world. We have to think about that. Right. And we're that's responsible why, that's for why that. Local politics is so important. People look, attack or super praise any national or federal level politician. You don't know who your Congress person is. You don't know who your council person is. You know what I mean? So like that, that becomes a mute point. So I don't even get caught in the muck and the mire. My thing is, is you pro gun? Are you going to, are you going to help my friends not go to prison? Yeah. Okay, cool. You know what I mean? That's, that's really where I'm at with it. You know? So yeah. Yeah. And what you're referring to is not go to prison just because they smoke weed. Right. It's right. It's, it's it's or they get know. involved in maybe the sales of such. Right. But here's the thing. Right. If, if you go to prison, because I, I have I have, you know, guys that have come to our classes that, you know, are say we're facing serious jail time because they didn't know the information and the, the, the general perception of firearms and how it's been presented to urban demographics is you, you can't have a gun. Or you got a gun and you got to hide it, so forth and so on. You know, with that being the case, or just missing the information. I've had guys, you know, work at a bank, never caught a case in their life, you know, didn't have the information because the, the information was, you know, not presented as thoroughly mm-hmm. as it could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, buy the firearm lawfully. Don't know that you have to have a license to carry it on your person. You know, it's printing because you don't have a holster. The officer sees it. You catch the charge because he's like, no, 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 this is a legal gun because he bought it lawfully, mm-hmm. not knowing that you catch the charge for having that on your person without filling out the piece of paper, you know, and giving up $20 in a money order. Mm-hmm. Now you're facing that felony, you know. So if somebody's going to make something more normal culture or make it uh, uh, make it more uh, less of a chance of good guys and women to not go to jail for that, I support them in that thing. 
that does not mean that I'm supporting them in everything coming down the pipe. You know, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not cool with certain things. I'm cool with other things. That's called objectivity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think we got to get out this rock star mentality. Like you said, we waiting for these saviors to come save us. And every four years or so nationally, we're going back and forth over that. But we're not looking at, you know, is there some people that super voters like every year. Mm-hmm. They on point with their local situation, you know what I mean? And so I think we need to take more of that approach and as a, a, a you know, a socially responsible group of citizens doing the right thing and being informed. Yeah. And I think also what you alluded to a little bit, we need to fight the big fights and win those versus the little ones. Right. So ultimately, for me, um, if I'm able to defend myself and protect myself, it doesn't really matter that much to me how racist someone is or isn't. Right. right, because they could be racist, but if I can't defend myself, then that really has a big impact on me. Right. But if I could defend myself, then hey, you know, if they try to take away some kind of freedom from me, I have the ability to fight back. The concept of when someone says, you know, they're racist, I think we're in a space now. First and foremost, I don't give a fuck who racist. I don't care. Your, your shit don't bother me. Until you coming down and you in a position where you could like affect my day to day, like kind of stop me from having the ability to protect myself or something of that nature. I don't give a fuck what you think and say. And I, I, I just don't care. I do not care. I care about my friends going to prison or not. You know what I'm saying? I care about families, you know, making money, putting food on the table. I care about a single mom not having to like get raped and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, those are actual things that I care about. It's like black guns matter. You know, when we came up with the name, it was, you know, some of my friends and we were sitting around. We was like, you know, the Black Lives Matter people was doing this like hands up, don't shoot, which is very submissive, very uh, I, I, I surrender type of mm-hmm. thing. I don't care if you think my black life matters or not. I don't care if you try to stop my life from mattering. I'm going to show you this black gun and you're going to see real quick how, how much my life matters to me. It doesn't have to matter to you. And I think we got to get on that. We So many external stimuli, so many things that people like um, a person could say a thing or uh, someone could say that they said a thing and you up in arms about the shit. You know, never mind the twenty one trillion dollar debt. Never mind that, you know, ISIS being created. <laughs> never mind like North Korea, like, yo, we might light you to fuck up. Never mind that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Never mind that. Motherfucker said shithole. Why do you give a fuck? Now, don't get me wrong. I can critique it and I can say that may not be as presidential as we have become accustomed to, nor, you know, is it something that the office may necessarily need? However, am I going to get up in arms over that more so than the fucking federal debt? Am I going to get over the fact that most Americans are in debt from college? Yeah, all of them, no matter no matter race, creed, culture, wherever they come from. And you know what it is, man? I think ultimately a lot of this is distractions. I'm not trying to defend anyone, but I think a lot of things that we focus on or over focus on. I think some things, hey, listen, you have like I try to have the conversation about it. Just maybe, you know, you weigh like how important is this? And some things are really just distractions. You know, and if we let them get caught up in our head and we can't let go of it, it, it makes us angry. It makes us mad. And maybe we want to go out there and do something to someone. And then we leave, we lose more freedom once we do that. I think I think some of it, I when it's certain distractions, I want a distraction when HR 38 is on the Senate floor. 
Mm-hmm. I want y'all talking about some other shit so we can get that slid right through there. <laughs> yeah, you know okay. Right. Like right. I, I'm 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 a firm believer and I'm gonna use the same, I'm gonna use the same tactics. Uh you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna use the same tactics around those times. And if I'm if little old me is that sharp, maybe the president is doing the same thing. You know, there's a there's a section in one of the Batmans with um you know, Two Face, where you know you gotta live long, but there was a saying that, you know, as Batman, he had to live long enough to see himself become the villain. Mm-hmm. Because Gotham City needed a hero and it needed to be Harvey Dent, even though Harvey Dent was actually turned into, you know, Two-Face and was doing all this wild shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But even Commissioner Gordon had to live with that and had to, you know, live a lie for the greater good. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes some of the, the rumors or, or uh, potentials, not facts, those rumors continuing to go actually helped the overall thing. You know what I mean? So... That part is like I, I use those, you know, when it's when it's productive to the overall goal. Let's be very clear about this. There's a war going on for your freedoms. Let's be very clear. And I don't all's fair in love and war. I don't care what tactic I have to use. It's not going to put me in jail to get our W. You know what I mean, it's like when people say, mm-hmm. "Oh, we they only won by one point." I don't give a shit. It's a W. Mm-hmm. We have to have a W. This is not a joke. This is not something like, you know, when I, when I see guys like, you know, talking about, well, Maj don't know all of this about guns. I don't. I'm not actually a super duper gun guy. Why do you have to know everything about guns? Why is that so important? <laughs> That's the point. I don't. Yeah. But here's the thing. We got all of these guys that know all of this stuff about guns and we're in the NFA still popping. Mm-hmm. So how's that been working out for us? Yeah. And people are still changing the rules. So you can think you know everything, but if there's people out there changing the rules and it's getting further and further away from the Second Amendment, we are all losing. And it's a and it's a bigger battle one day when we're when we're not able to defend ourselves. And then they've completely pacified the country. And then they start doing things that you never imagined. And you have no way of rebelling, pushing back against that. But never mind that, though. Shithole. Yeah. Like, never mind that, you know. So, I mean, I I, I see it. I, I don't get caught up in it. You know what I'm saying? I don't, Um, it, it, it does not, I, I am on a mission. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, my job is to get 50 million Americans that, that have been left out of the conversation of the Second Amendment, get them on board. I need mm-hmm. all hands on deck. I need 50 million more hands on this side of the tug of war rope. Mm-hmm. All that other shit, if, if I got to look like the villain, if I got to look like the bad guy in the meantime and in order to get that accomplished, so what? I'm, well, when I'm you think when when you think about it, right? Um, I'm trying to remember her name. Is it Shanine Allen? Yeah. Yeah, she's from Philly, right? Yeah, she's from Philly. And I met her at your event in Atlanta. So when you think about this, like, okay, let's say someone's racist and they say shithole or whatever they say, and then you you conversely you have a woman like you said, a single mom that has children. She's trying to defend herself and her children, and she gets a gun, and then she goes across the border. And she tells the police officer she's she, you know, probably if she didn't do that, she would have, you know, it's 50 50 whether or not she would have been arrested. But she did, let's say, the right thing. And she wound up being arrested and spending like 45 days in jail. What does that statement matter to her when she loses her freedom for 40? Do you know what it is like, man, if I didn't know what was happening with my kids for 45 minutes, I'm going crazy. Yeah. So in the bigger scheme of shit, and that's what I'm saying, we we getting emotionally moved all over the fucking chessboard. We playing checkers and fucking candy laying out here. 
You know what I'm saying? And it's like you're getting emotionally moved. That, in the biggest scheme of things, I don't care. I do not care. You know what I'm saying? If I, Donald Trump Jr. follows me on Instagram, like I, I, that's awesome. That's great. He he knows his stuff. He he's a he's a hunter. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, all right, cool. I met him. My interactions with him were positive. I'm not giving much more thought into. I wonder when he left me, was he calling me the N-word? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Right. The look yeah. the look of, you know, some of the people that ha- are very powerful on his side of the, uh, uh, you know, or, or of that political spectrum might see some, a picture of, uh, that I like and they might support what we're doing at Black Guns Matter. That is strategy. That Those are tactics going into an overall strategy. Getting sidetracked by what somebody said. I am from Philly. My feelings to that level have been dead on the inside for decades. I do not feel, I'm from, we booed Santa Claus at <laughs> like a halftime show. We don't care. And yeah. I think more people need to take that no marshmallow approach to it. Look at the strategy. Look at the tactics. Look at the, the what are your goals? What is the agenda? You know, and, mm-hmm. and start to see sometimes maybe you getting played. Maybe somebody told you something that actually isn't true. As somebody that has, you know, I know how media works. I've done interviews and the pull quote, completely taken out of context. That's the big thing that they like highlight. And I'm like, yo, that's so, that's kind of what I said, but that's, I didn't say that there for that. So in knowing that, it's like, okay, I'll see how that go. And nobody's above reproach. You, again, you could just make an enemy in the press somewhere 20 years ago and they're in a position of power now. Mm-hmm. So anything that you do or say, it's, it's not going to matter. And I think we got to stop getting trapped by that. You know, what is it? What, 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 like, you know, where are we standing on national reciprocity? Bring that back to that focus, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and Democrats, Republicans, you know, a uh, 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 crip blood civilian. It's the same game. And somebody in a position of power that's stealing your lunch, eating your food, is making you go back and forth like that. And we have to get outside of that. Maybe, I, I promise y'all, if I have lunch with, you know, President Trump at some point in the trajectory that I'm on, I, it'll probably happen. If I get to have lunch with him, I promise I'll tell y'all, yeah, dude was a jerk, but he's not racist. Or dude was hella racist. I'll tell you. I promise you I will. <laughs> Until then, it doesn't matter. What's the? Let's do the work. Let's preserve our freedoms. Everything else is a mute point to me. Yeah, even then, even then, I don't know how much it matters versus like we need to undo a lot of the damage that's been done. That story about Shanine Allen is not the end. There's there's black men and women that have fallen into that trap, white men and women that have fallen into that trap. I think Governor Christie has to had to uh, pardon a white yeah. woman recently, right? Yeah, he probably, yeah. actually Christie been throwing away a lot of pardons before he rolled out. I ain't mad at it. You know what I'm saying? He, he tossed a lot of people, you know, gave some people some freedoms and, you know, and things of that nature. And I, yeah. and I, I can, but it, should, it shouldn't even have to be like that. This is America. We have the Constitution. We have the, right. the Second Amendment. It right. says that we could be armed. Why are people getting in trouble just for trying to defend themselves and going across state lines for an issue that has to do with the, the whole country? There's not supposed to be a state or a province or a city or a county in America where you can't defend yourself. Because... We, that's our fault. As the American population, we were not vigilant. Our ancestors and our predecessors left us in this box. This, this is what we inherited because we collectively, our lineage kept 
sliding further and further and further away from constitutional principles and we kept giving power more and more away. And I'm not talking about negotiations in the sense of, you know, um, you know, like political. When you're in this space now, certain concessions have to be made because you're already in this space. You're trying to fight to get certain particular, you know, maintain yeah. what you have and push the ball forward on the things that you kind of lost. Yeah, you're so, trying you're you're in the hole and you're trying to stop right. digging. Right. You know, and climb out of the hole instead right. of digging and making it deeper. Which is for somebody like me, I go the backdoor route. I go, okay, well, I'm gonna just get all of the people that will be um voting and people that would make it more difficult. I'm gonna get them to vote differently by giving them information, by going to the hood and going, yo, they was lying to us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we we that's the cheat code. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're going we to yeah. get right past all of that. We're going to get yeah. the cheat code, get them people politically, socially, financially involved. The politicians going to come right in line when the numbers is back on this side. Yeah. So how do we do that? Because when I did that event with you in Atlanta, one of the things that I kept hearing over and over again is people saying, you know, when, when, when you have this discussion with people and you tell them the freedoms that they have and the ones that they could be that they could be losing and all that kind of stuff, they say, oh, well, we don't know about this. You need to bring this information to us more. How do you feel? Because I kind of feel like how is someone else responsible to bring information to you? Well, it's two things there. One, we got like right now, however many hundred thousand million people will see this. That's one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. OK, two. I'm just laughing. It'll be we'll be lucky if we get a couple thousand people, but I'll be you know, I'll be happy. Two, the other thing is it is I personally you have to choose what your personal level of commitment to the situation is, right? I personally have chosen to make it available to those people. So I create an organization and go on a 50 state tour and we ask everybody to support those efforts, right? So I do that. So when, you know, at the at, at that event, you know, where, you know, Tony Trump said it was like, yo, y'all got to y'all got to bring this information to the hood. That's actually what I'm doing, because that's my personal level of commitment to it. Then on top of that, I leave we leave those people and link those people in that community with the resources that are already in that community. When we did our Compton class, we had about 400 people come to that class. Right. And Mr. Evans, Evans training and security, you know, 30 years, retired law enforcement, African-American male. You know, he literally built the range, literally. He bought the storefront and built out because there was no um, statutes that said he couldn't. Okay. When he started building, they were like, hey, you can't do this. And he was like, actually, I can. Right? And he's been in Compton since 1986. Since 1986. Wow. Okay. Out of all of those people that came to the class, 60% of them was like, yo, I didn't even know this was here. Wow. And we've been able to generate business for his. And that was December of, I think, 2016. Point being is people are still they're still hitting us up like, yo, I'm going to the range that, you know, I came out to that event. So connecting. do I, I believe that it's my responsibility to do both. But that's my own personal level yeah. of commitment. Yeah. I don't judge somebody for saying, well, I can't go on tour, but I'm going to just work in my town. We need both of those. You know, so that's how you, in essence, do it. And you got to stop talking to all of you gun guys out there and gun women out there. Stop talking over people's heads. Stop talking about twist rates to beginners. Stop. (laughs) Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, no, I I totally do. It's like start with start. Baby steps. Yeah, start with start with 
Keep your finger off the trigger. Right. Keep your finger off the trigger. Very Point it in a I, safe direction. Right. Know the our laws. Classes, <laughs> know the laws of classes, your state. There is nothing lower than our class because our class is basic, you know, handgun, long gun anatomy, how you can apply for your license to carry in that town, Second Amendment, uh, Bill, Constitution, Bill of Rights, Declaration of Independence. So it's a little bit of civics. It's a little bit of, you know, culture. It's a little bit of the racial co component and conversation, safety, de-escalation, very basic, you know? And then those guys that have, a, you know, obviously, you know, are at a different level, we pass those people up the, up the pyramid, mm -hmm. you know? And that's how we get the win. We do not get the win by leading with our ego. I want to be, I know way more than I, I, I lead on to know because I want to be the, um, I want to be like the not smartest person in the room unless I'm helping people, you know? I want to mm -hmm. get that room that you was in, you, Argo, you know, uh, uh, Reddick. Uh, uh, Big John uh, was Isaac, there. Edgar. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, that's the, that's the dream team. You know what I'm saying? Y'all mm -hmm. are the dream team. And now when people see that on YouTube, they go, oh, man, oh, man. And it's the spread out. You did a joint. You do a show with Pincus now. Mm -hmm. You guys are connected. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then we, and then we A, break the false racial narrative. And B, we give everybody's um, network another network. You know, that's what the other side do. That is politics. Yeah, this absolutely. This is gun politics, you know, and that's how we get that win. Yeah, I think so. You know, in, in Guyana, there's a saying that my parents uh, drummed into my head. Uh, you could bring the donkey to the well, but you can't make him drink. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's true, but it's not the end of it. Okay, so you got the donkey, got the well. They're in the vicinity of each other. You know, you have right. to you have to let one find the other, which mostly is the donkey has to find the well. And right. then you can't beat them up about it. I think that's right. one of the things that happens to everyone across the board. This is not I know we might think it's a racial thing in the beginning. But if you really look at it, like when you first get into guns, whether you're black, white, man, woman, whatever you are, you go to a gun store. That's the first time that you're the donkey going to the well. And that's where it could all go wrong. Like depending on how those people in the gun store talk to you or talk down to you or over your head or whatever it is, right? Yep. So you go in there. I'm, I remember I was saying this at the, at the event. Uh, I remember the first time I went into a gun store. And at the time, I think like deserts was all of the rage, mm -hmm. right? So unpractical, duh. But in my <laughs> mind, it's like, okay, cool. I didn't even go in there for that. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know, the, the, I didn't know nothing. I didn't know about the Czech Republic. I, I don't know nothing. And I go in there and the guy literally says to me, man, um, before you ask my name, hey, how are you doing? Any of that. He says, let me guess, you want a Desert Eagle, right? <laughs> and okay. I'm like, fuck. Like, and, I, and the only thing that I knew that that was offensive because at the time, all of the artists was talking about the Desert Eagle. I'm like, damn, bro, like, I actually don't know the other options. And I know about this one particular type because I'm seeing it, you know, play out yeah. in, in, in yeah. songs and stuff. That's but what I, made you come to the well, man. There's nothing right. wrong with that. Yeah. Right. But here go the thing. My context clues picked up that his, his thing was like, yeah, whatever. But but I still chose to do other things after that. And, it, and, and the other thing that was kind of good and bad about it was... It, it made me quiet about firearms. You know, like, Noir has these shirts called Amosexual, where, like, come out, like, let everybody mm -hmm. know that you're an Amosexual. Mm -hmm. At that time, you know, and this is years ago, 
I would like sneak and like get books on guns and you know what I mean? And, and world cartridges. I didn't, I didn't know all of that. It just was like, I just knew that this is something that I kind of, I, I had an interest in, you know what I'm saying? But because, because I didn't know as you know, he, he, he was so off putting that I went further into, you know, myself and kept it real quiet. So they had a pro and a con because I can learn things. And then I've, I've mastered the ability of like, um, not letting be known what I know, which is a good thing at certain points. Right. Um, but in in the bigger scheme of things, if if I had more of a brittle spirit, that could have that could have threw me off the fucking. Yeah. You know. I think it throws lots of people. When when Lola and I first went into a local gun store here, in um in in Gainesville, actually the closest one to me, I wanted a Glock. I had looked it up, researched it. I knew what I wanted. Um, I wanted to carry something. We went in there, and these people were trying to sell us a shotgun. And, and we were really mad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, they did. Oh, once you do this, you know, that scares. I was like, dude, you know, I grew up in New York. You, you ever dealt with a crackhead? Right. They don't, you don't care talk about a sound. <laughs> no, they don't care what kind of noises you're making. <laughs> Bullets might not even stop them. Right. <laughs> you know, so that whole thing kind of threw us off. And and that's why in, in what I do, I'm always trying to figure out, like, I think in this equation, there's two sides. I think there's that store owner and how he looks at things. And then there's obviously obviously the person going into the store and how they look at things. And I think we all have some kind of responsibility. But ultimately, as the store owner, if you believe in the Second Amendment as well, because I don't know if some of these some of these store owners don't seem to me like they really believe in the Second Amendment, to be honest with you. Right. You know, um, I think they they mess up the most because what happens is as the consumer you can just go to another store. So when we got over our anguish, you know, and our hurt feelings about how that store treated us, we went to another store. Yep. And they did not treat us that way and they got our business. So right. if you're the store owner and you don't want to lose business to people, to other people, then you want to start and be able to get over some of your things. So I'm saying all of that to ask you this question, like, you know, how do you think that we can deal with things when we go into the store? And how do you think the store should deal with things when they're dealing with us? One, um, that's that's an excellent question, because that's the one of the major reasons why that's one of the major questions that we get at our classes. And that's why the cultural component is so key. A lot of people shy away from the cultural component because they don't want to talk about race or the perception of race. So in our classes and dealing with that and saying and giving the person Example, this guy's had a gun because nobody that comes in here, you know, for the most part, has any muzzle or trigger discipline. This guy behind the counter has had a gun, loaded or not, pointed at him 27 times today, and he's tired mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. And yeah. then so we, we'll even do it in our classes. You know, it's, it's like a faux pas. But we'll, like, use – I'll say, hey, after we've already given, you know, the safety rules, I'll say, like – Okay, so now you guys, you point your point your blue gun at me, and they'll even, you know, kind of shrink in like, yo, I don't want to point this fake plastic gun at you. Exactly. Now imagine if it's a real one. You know what I mean? So we mm-hmm. give that understanding, and then that gives the person more of an understanding of, oh, I kind of just was missing information, and I ran into this guy on, you know, muzzle point seventeen today, and that's why he had an attitude. Mm-hmm. Give them that information. We also give you know, FFLs and, and gun store guys, you know, you've, you're, you're in a rural, you know, or so even suburban place that you've been raised around firearms. So to you, this is like breathing. 
I'm telling you that there's a section of the demographic of the country that has absolutely no idea about the basic four rules. And they go, there's no way. And I go, yes way. I remember at one of our earlier classes, um, I was late and um, I forgot my AR. And I go back and I tell my homie, um, I'm like, yo, you got it. Cause you know, I was, I hate driving. So we go back and I go get my AR and um, we're taking it into the car. He's like, yo, mind you, he's the toughest nails. He's like, yo, what are you doing? I'm like, yo, this is legal, bro. Mm-hmm. And he's like, there's no way that big ass gun is legal. I said, if we, let's find the cop, let's ask him. <laughs> really? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. We asked, I pulled the cop, uh, pulled the officer over. I said, you know, we, cause one, you know, Pennsylvania is an open carry state. So right. even in transport in between the crib to the range, you straight. So I pull the officer over, I tell him, you know, whoop, whoop, whoop. and he's like, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's lawful. And my friend didn't know. Wow. You know? Okay. So that's cool. I use that as an example to that guy behind the counter and go, you have, you have been told something because your people only understand to their level of perception. You know, yeah. it doesn't make it right or correct. It just yeah. means that their understanding is to that point. So when I tell guys, you know, all of this stuff, but you have had a lifetime of study. It is, and you take it for granted because you didn't even pay for it. Like you didn't go to Sonora Desert Institute. You know what I'm saying? Like you just was around them all of the time. It's like mm-hmm. guys that are mechanics. Your dad's a mechanic. Grandpa's a mechanic. You just know how to like change a. a, a, a yeah. I don't know. But, like but what friend. do we what do we complain about the most as gun guys? I mean, I think this illustrates your point, right? When we look at movies, we see all these faux pas going down in the movies. Mm-hmm. And we complain about it. That the reason why it's happening because the people making the movies don't know any better, right. and that's like a whole massive team of people making these movies, and they don't know any better. If somebody, if you know, if someone's going to put guns in your head and they're going to be close to you, you're going to stand there and let them blow your head off. Right. You know, there's a whole bunch of things that that they do in the movies. We we could sit here all day and go down the list of all the stuff, but that proves that people don't really understand right. how real gun people react to things. And right. what really happens if you put a gun right to someone's head and how they're going to think about you and react to you. Right. You know, all of those things are there. And it's, you know, that's the reason why we, we stress objectivity and speaking from re- representing and under, understanding and then representing both sides. Understanding that guy behind the counter, understand that guy behind the counter needs to understand that person on the other side. Yeah. We are translators at Black Guns Matter to get both sides to get the information. So the, the other side, the, the anti-gun, the anti-freedom side doesn't say, yeah, he's racist. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a thug. Because that's, that's the overall, that's the win for the other side. It's the Tower of Babel. If I can get y'all not communicating, yeah. I can win easy. But And here's the thing, and I see this often, so that's why I'm bringing this up. I'm not trying to knock anyone for this. To talk about the flip side, because we gave an example of like the gun store messing up. So the flip side of that is if you and your boys just smoked a pound of weed or whatever, you know, you did. (laughs) Maybe you don't go immediately to the store. (laughs) You know, don't go immediately to the store with the weed where when you when you and your boys walk in, everybody gets high. Right. Because we could tell maybe you're like nose blind or whatever it is. (laughs) And I'm not I'm not knocking. No. And and if I'm at all. I cannot sell you that. That's like, and that's and that's the new lane of how they're going to try to, you know, curb your freedoms there. You know, they're going to tell you, and that's why you got to politically organize. You know, even even outside of, even if it's totally lawful, it's not a good idea to be high or drunk 
drive and shoot. Like that's just duh, you know, mm -hmm. right place, right time. What you do with your freedoms and what you do with your choices with your body, that's a whole nother conversation. I do think the cannabis community as well as the second amendment community should work together because that's the, the other thing that the anti-freedom people are doing to try to like stop your freedoms. Like they just tried that, they tried that silly shit in Hawaii a few weeks ago, sending out the letters. Yeah, go ahead and go ahead and drop them guns off if you got your medical marijuana card. Then the roar up, you know, took place, and it was like, oh, 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 that's that's not really what we meant. No different. They tried the same bullshit a few months ago in the Virgin Islands. Oh no, 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 that's not what we really meant. They te they testing the temperature. Yeah, they testing the temperature yeah. to see what time it is. But yeah, as far as like, don't get high and go to the gun range. Like, come on, dude, y'all gotta think, y'all gotta think. And then after that, then you want to say the guy behind the counter who's the FFL. Who will lose his livelihood? He got to keep that shit on yeah. record. You can't call him racist. Yeah, you can't call him racist if he rolled. If you roll up in there, and he can obviously smell weed, and then he doesn't want to serve you because you know, I mean, this now should it be this way? Hey, a dude could smoke a cigar and have that cigar smell all over him, or the cigarette smell, and go in there, and it's you know, you might have a different reaction or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And and I don't think all gun stores react this way, but you have to you have to consider some of these things. Uh, first of all, it's the law. Right. I think the first place you need to start is if there's laws that block you from doing specific things like this, you got to get rid of it. And that's where we all have to get together. Like you're saying before, we have to get together and get rid of these laws that stand in the way of people because it affects a lot of people. Right. Right. You know, it doesn't just affect like this one segment. It doesn't just affect black people, for example. <laughs> There's no, lots of white dudes smoking weed. Right. And those white dudes, you know, that may not have the information, may have the information is going to run into the same issues. Now, maybe that guy behind the counter is more a little bit more lenient, maybe because the white dude had a suit on, you know, and whatever his level of bias or perception is, it is what it is. If he chooses. Yeah, or, or maybe, dice, maybe. Yeah. Maybe that dude knew enough to like, wait, maybe before I smoke this spliff, <laughs> let me go to the store first. Right. Right. Or yeah. I smoke. I still don't smell like a pound. Let me spray. I'm going to spray some Creed on. and Or or I've seen people in the gun store. They just they about to buy the gun. They everything. Boom. Pass. Check. Boom. You good. You pull out your ID and the person sees your medical marijuana card. Now, what are they and, supposed to do? Yeah. And, and and you know what the thing is? I think people also don't realize that the government is trying to set up people. Yep. This is what happened recently with, um, did you see this, that they try to find out if they can buy guns off of arms list? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they like, try to set people up. Sure thing, cop. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Crazy. So how so how do you know that's not happening to you where there's someone from the ATF? And, and look, maybe it doesn't happen under this administration, but it happens under this one. But you don't know, man. You honestly can't. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure right now, Obama, um, not Obama, Trump has not changed anyone that Obama put into the ATF yet. Here's the thing about that, too. I think that, you know, tying that in with the marijuana thing and federal levels and all of that, I think Jeff Sessions was saying some silly shit like that, right? But he ain't changed shit. And, and, and the states are generating enough revenue that he's saying that, too, like Colorado, like Washington State, that they like, yeah, whatever, we self-sufficient. We, we got this green paper right here. And you got to respect our state's right to vote our states whatever and that's why i'm saying the next phase for me at least you know the direction that i'm gonna leave black guns matter in is yo we need to stop hiding behind that 
you know, and I'm not saying do anything that incriminates yourself, nor am I saying break the law at all. I'm saying we got to politically and socially and financially mobilize to say, listen, marijuana, one, obviously should not be fucking scheduled next to heroin. That's, that's, come on. Like, that's a common sense move. That's one. And in order to make that happen and get it rescheduled or reclassified on a federal level, the states and the gun community and cannabis community have to put their money towards people and, and, and politicians and businesses that are in support of that freedom, that are in support of changing that rule so we're not sending people to jail. See, Jeff Sessions owns stocks in companies, a small amount, not a whole lot. He owns stocks in, 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 in prison companies. So I get his angle. I mm-hmm. get it. I ain't tripping. Do what you mm-hmm. do. But if we're aware of it, we got to make the political moves to overturn that. And until those are overturned, you can't be mad that you was missing the information and that that FFL person, you know, that knew the rules and that's their livelihood. If the ATF rolled through there, you they will not be able to feed their family because they served you. Dude, and if, if, you, if, you, street, if you if you mess up seriously enough as an FFL, I'm an FFL. Yeah. Okay, those are federal charges. Right, right. That's Those are federal charges. Dudes go to jail over that. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That if you you're you're street, lucky if they take away your rights. You lose a lot of rights if they don't put you in prison. Right. Yeah. yeah. So The thing is, if you're from the streets, you should understand that. If you, it, it, And that's the devil's advocate of the devil's advocate. If you're from the street, and if a motherfucker feel like he might be a cop, why would you serve him? Why would you serve him? Because you're going to run that risk. So if that's the case, and if you feel like a cop, you serve them and you get pinched, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. And that's those are the ways that we translate it at Black Guns Matter. We mm-hmm. give we get very practical and it's like, oh yeah. Because some of the people that come to the, they don't even know that it has to be an FFL to do that. They just think, well, it's a gun store. You just wanted to sell guns. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah. You know what? And I think where this ultimately leads, and I tell people all the time when I'm having these kinds of conversations in the real world, you know, ultimately we have too many damn laws. This is this is one of the I'm not you know, I'm not trying to say that as an excuse. I really think people should know. But I understand things happen like what happened to Shanine Allen. You know, um, you can say whatever you want to about it. But when you hear her talk about what happened to her, it's more I've heard of her story for for a while. But when you actually hear her and you realize like the truth in her voice of what happened to her, it's really messed up. And I think ultimately at the core of what's going on here is we have too many damn laws, man. Right. And that's that's by design. See, I'm, I'm more of a pure constitutionalist. The reality is it says shall not be infringed. But again, we time elapses. People aren't vigilant. We're seeing it right now after Trump, as which, and I'm saying Trump as a pro two way president. We're seeing it right now, the, the the high fiving and the hooraying and all of this other stuff. Do not think that the other side is not licking their wounds, plotting, planning. You they're more high-fiving. dangerous. They're more dangerous now, man. Because you can't see them. Cause you can't see them. They behind cover. You don't know. They ain't letting off no shots. You can't tell where they at. Well, they're desperate. They're desperate. They they don't want to lose in the in the midterms. Right. Saying, and all that saying stuff. On, saying that to say, you get you get a pro gun president in position. You start high fiving. Okay, what do you start doing? You know, you stop purchasing ammo. You stop stockpiling. 
You stop perch. You stop supporting businesses. Yeah. You stop looking at the laws that are happening. This is what Mac has been talking about. Uh, you know Mac, right? Military yeah, arms yeah, channel. Military arms. Yeah. Yeah. This is what he's been talking about with um with what's going on with the ATF and bump stocks. Right. They're going to reevaluate this whole thing, and when they reevaluate it, they're not just going to go, oh, you know what? These bump stocks. We now decided that they're bad and they're illegal, they're going to reevaluate it to anything that changes the rate of fire of a firearm, you know, is now an NFA item. See, so this is what I thought initially the, the strategy there was. I thought, okay, so take take the focus being, you know, national reciprocity, right? This is my mm -hmm. personal take on it. It's not like some legalese or something, some shit like that. My personal take on it was, okay, Will the ATF actually reclassify something that they've already classified? If, if, if I'm choosing between, you know, uh, yeah, make, make, make it, put it to Congress or, you know, the ATF has already determined that this is a thing. If I'm in a position where I'm the rock in the hard place, it's like, eh, so that's one perspective of looking at it. But the reality is on the bigger picture, on the bigger picture, all of these things are infringements. All of it. We have to organize politically, financially, because I'm telling you, all of the politicians, if I can get a small factory in Philly and we generate some money, we generate some jobs, we generate some tax revenues, all of those anti-gun politicians is going to switch a different way. At a certain point, let's say 10 years ago, there were anti-marijuana politicians in Colorado. Somebody took a chance. The windfall of money happened. Now you can't find an anti-marijuana politician in the state of Colorado. We're talking right. about Democrats. We're not talking about Republicans is on the fringe and is like a little bit more radical. That money talk. That money talk. So my job, again, is to get more people, that, to put more people and start voting in a different direction. And if you want to keep this job, you have to be with what your constituency's about. And we bought that gun shit. We bought yeah. that freedom shit. But if they're not about it, the, the constituency has to be willing to drop them. I think, you know, you, look, listen, with the question of the ATF, would the ATF who decided under Obama that bump stocks were okay and didn't mm -hmm. constitute, you know, an NFA item, right? They were, right. they're not full auto. Full auto is you pull the trigger one time and you hold it back and it just empties the magazine, right? Right. Okay, so... Anything, bump stocks, these triggers that are out there, the auto reset or whatever it is, when you pull the trigger one time, it fires, you let go, it fires, or when you pull it, it auto resets so you can just, you can pull it faster or whatever. Yeah, pull auto. No, that's not, so they did all of that. They said that, they did it under Obama, everything. Now, the question is, do we think that they're gonna change their mind on that? Well, who appoints the people to the ATF? I don't think. You know, it's not the Supreme Court. Right. Right. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So, of course, if there's different politicians in there and they right. feel pressure, they're going to come back, which is what is happening now. They're going to come back and go, you know what? You guys are right. This is a bad thing. And we have to put anything that does this into this category because it's a political thing. So, yes, ultimately, the answer to this question is that it's all an infringement. Like, why is full auto even an NFA item? Right. And. Historically, since the NFA even came into existence, violent crime has went up. I mean, that's that's not me making that up. We, we're not talking about just gun crime. We're talking about violent crime in spaces where people, all of these rules that y'all talking about have historically shown not to be accurate. It's not true. It's, it's, it's false. If you're talking about for your protection, it's 
mathematically incorrect. It's not Maj's feelings about the situation. That's not like, uh, that's, those are numbers. None of the numbers don't, do not lie in that sense. It's not a, it's not a stat game that you can change the definition of. It's not one of those, mm-hmm. you know? So if we're talking about safety and with, since the thirties, if this has been creeping up along with the decline of, along with the decline of, uh, societal, you know, morality and, 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 and uh, you know, moral principles, good standing and all of that. But you can't really, you can't gauge that on the stat. You know what I'm saying? But you can gauge since 30, the thirties, this has, these rules have went up as have went more violent crimes. So what exact more safety in the class has been declining more civics in the class has been declining. That is a fact you can't, and I can't get a, 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 a brand new uh, history, American history textbook, in an urban school across the country. You can't. Because of the fact that they slow accounting taken out. These are measures designed to psychologically, socially, and civically weaken the American population. It's not a one thing. Mm-hmm. The one big thing that can defend all of the other things is your right to keep and bear arms. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think we gotta make sure that we beat in that drum. I know I, I'm just saying, I know no, that's you're like right. a broken record, but it's like and, and everything the- else, everything else springs from that. Like the right. day when we all decide, when we when we stop fighting with each other and getting mm-hmm. mad because of this little thing and that little thing, and this person has this and and I don't have that. When we realize that what we need is less laws and the government right. less in our house, in our bedrooms, in our lives, trying to tell us what to do. What are we going to do if we don't have any way to push back against them? They have to be afraid of us. Right. What they're trying to do is make everything so they're not afraid of us. Right. When, like, what the hell is wrong with the government being afraid of us? Right. And and we we have plenty of, I mean, we could go in world history. We could just go in American history. 1776, American Revolution. The French see that a few years later, and they go, well, you know what? French Revolution. We are we set the tone. We set the tone. At, at what point are we going to stop being, we, we, we the trendsetters, man. Let's be the trendsetters. You know, let's push back and let's let's go in that direction. We have always said the tone. Listen, man, I'm gonna keep it hundred with you. When people talk that whole, you know, oh well, then you'll be a felon. Listen, the founding fathers were technically, if that could have went either way, mm-hmm. if they take that L there, they are hanging from somebody's noose. Oh yeah, they would have shipped them back to England. They would have uh, executed them. They would have um, they would have left them on public display. Their bodies. So at what point are we going to be patriots like we saying we is? And I'm not just saying, and don't get me wrong, I understand that there's different philosophies and different um, tactics to go to the overall strategy. I'm a a firm believer in that. Well, let's find the commonalities of spaces that we can work with as opposed to stop trying to just be the only big dog on campus. You know what I'm saying? It's like there's, there's absolutely no reason for me to argue with I remember when I came into this, this, this work, man, and I remember some people telling me, man, yo, you should do like 50 cent and go at all of the, the pro gun people so you can be. And I'm like, that's the dumbest <laughs> shit I ever heard in my life. What, like have rap battles or something? Yeah, like, like we're going to do beef. Listen, Maj, you got you, some guys that come to my home. Maj, you got this. Why don't you do reviews on us? That's not my lane, man. Mm-hmm. That's not my lane. That's not who I am. That's we all can't right. do the same thing, and we shouldn't. We shouldn't. And do we it. shouldn't. No. So to, so to really be I... machinery, we all have to play a separate role here. Right. My role is to get people that have no information on the path 
generate business, resources, political power, social power for our freedoms. That is my lane. I am very good at it. And my ego is not built to the point where I got to be like, let me compete with Hank Strange. No, I'm going to go, oh, Hank's at the show? Okay, cool. I'm going to do Hank's show. Hank going to have Pinkus on. Pinkus going to do this. I'm going to put Pinkus that ICE. Pinkus is a world-class trainer. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm going to put some of his stuff on my Facebook. I'm going to try to figure out how we can fuse some of his stuff on our website, vice versa. I'm going to link up with the NSSF. Shouts to Tisma from the NSSF was down in Atlanta. She yes, drove she from Connecticut to right. our class yesterday. Oh, she did? Wow. Okay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's like, these are the things that we have to do. You know, people are like, well, you go on a SHOT Show. What are you, you going to do with SHOT Show? I'm going to present to about 70 heads of companies on how they are fucking up and not engaging the urban demographic. Oh, okay. So is that is that one day or are you doing that multiple days at SHOT Show? I'm doing that one day. What day is that at SHOT That's Show? That's on a, the 23rd. The 23rd. Okay, cool. Yeah. I know some people that want to come to that, um, including my friend Walter that's on this show usually. I don't know if he's yeah. watching. I don't know if he's out there. But he yeah. really wanted to see you speak. You know, You know Walter Keller? I don't know if you've seen him on the show. He's like a big-headed no. big white dude. No. <laughs> yeah, he's got a big, massive. It's like cranium is like this big. He's going to be mad. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he makes um, he's from Safety Harbor Firearms. They make a 50 upper that you can put on an AR lower and he makes a bunch of other different guns. He's a really good guy, man. He supported me for years okay. doing what I'm doing here. And it's weird. Like, you know, obviously he knows that we know each other, but he's very interested in seeing you when you do that thing. And he was like, listen, right. how can I get in? Can you get me yeah, in there somehow? Them, look, I'm telling it. They got to register. Everybody, if you at shot show, you can register for the joint. Like, if you come mm -hmm. in, you obviously can get in. Just register for the shit. I think I'm, I'm um, coming in the ghetto way, Mosh. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm with it. Look, I'm gonna be ghetto. Like, I'm just gonna show like, up. You know, I'm outside, bro. Oh, <laughs> yeah. gotcha. I'm gonna get off the stage. Bro. I'm telling you, the viewers gonna see. I'm gonna get off the stage. Like, hold up one second, y'all. Oh boy. Come on, my, like, my man outside. Hold up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, like these are the things that we have to do. And for me, for me to, for me to just. You know, I think that's good, man. That's good. Yeah. No, yeah. you you need to do it. I think that um, we, we have this conversation quite often. You can't just talk to one crowd. You have to have multiple people talking to all of the crowds. This is a place that we all have to go to as Americans. I don't think I don't think 100 percent of Americans are going to go there. But if we can get 60, 70 percent of Americans to understand what we're talking about here and that this truly equals freedom. Then we can we can go we can you know right. we can go to the promised land of getting right. our rights back when it comes right. to guns. If if I don't if I don't get I don't need again I don't need a I don't need a, a a blowout for the victory. If we win by five points, it's a win. We move on in the playoffs. We get to the chip. That's all. Mm -hmm. That's that's all that really matters to me. All that other shit is just like candy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's talk about Shot Show a little bit now. Yeah. Um. Is that all you're going to be doing at SHOT Show? You're just going to, because I know you probably have a bunch of meetings, but what are you I'm looking like, forward to at SHOT Show? I'm, um, I'm looking forward to seeing what's coming next. I'm looking forward to um, getting back out to um, the gun store over there. Um, they got everything over there. I probably won't get a chance to go over there because um, I'm going to be, this is the other thing. So as I'm doing this work, you, you make a choice, you know, um, you make a choice. And the choice that was made was I was going to commit to this. And 
a lot of the things that I enjoy doing in my own personal life, I don't, I don't, I can't, I, I don't get to time consuming shit. Like you can't do that as much anymore. Mm-hmm. So I just made that choice. So Cal, I mean, excuse me, um, Vegas, I'll probably, man, just, uh, I'll touch people. I'll do a ton of interviews. Um, I'll try to sneak off as much as I can to like learn some stuff or meet people that I, that I respect or touch back base with people that, you know, um, I, I've met before, you know, um, I just be like, I'm glad I'm not new war right now. Like that shit's going to be insane. Fam. I talked to him about it and he was like, yeah, that shit going to be crazy. And it's like, I, I want to be able to like kind of soak some of that up. Um, but the biggest thing for me is to kind of like, um, really make sure that my presentation is thorough and make sure that all of these companies see maybe it's not a good idea to call your gun a ghetto blaster. You know, maybe it's not a good idea to, you know, think that the, the, the urban population doesn't want to get training. Maybe it's not a good idea for you to, we can see that you're not actually engaging the community by just, you know, getting one or two black dudes in the ads in guns and ammo magazine, you know, um, and, and, and let them understand that. Like we can feel the inauthenticity and there's a difference between, you know, I think, and also I think let those companies see that, you know, you not wanting to talk about a serious issue is actually part of the reason why the other side is trying to paint you as racist because you're not upfront with the conversation and not acknowledging it. It's no different than firearm safety. As long as you leave the curiosity and the, and the, uh, you know, the mysticism there, the child is not going to get past the point of like curiosity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so showing them how they're repeating some of the same things that we traditionally don't do on a different lane, show them that and give them the understanding because I truly believe, and I have to say believe, because I don't know, um, I truly believe that they don't get it. Oh, you're, you're, you're a thousand percent right. I think in lots of ways, if I could put some words in your mind to give to those people, what comes immediately to my mind is tell them to wake the fuck up. <laughs> okay, because there's a lot that they're missing. It's not just with uh, black communities. It, they're missing They're missing the gun community as a whole. They really, really don't understand the community that they're dealing with. They don't understand the times that we're in. I mean, lots of these companies are just getting on Facebook. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, right. they're on more than Facebook, obviously, like, but they realize that social media is a thing. But last year was not the time to realize that social media was a thing. Right. And, and, and here's, the, here's the other thing. I've seen companies that make great work, great work, 2,000 Instagram followers. And it's like, <clears throat> I don't care if you don't even put up education at this point. Just put up cool pictures and your numbers will start going. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, these are the things. And you have to have, they, they, they're just, they kind of old money and they, yeah. they're they used to, it's like celebrities nowadays. Most celebrities, the new age celebrities that are, that are like running the world right now, like a Kevin Hart or a DJ Khaled, they understand the importance of content and letting people behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. The, the, the old celebrity, they became celebrities or stars by never letting anybody see yeah. behind the curtain. Right, exactly. It's the same thing with the gun community. Y'all are like, everybody's not going to be able to do what Glock did. Don't look behind the curtain. 
Glock and Apple is like that's their space. The we're not talking about it. No one has any leaks until the day we unveil. You're not Glock. You're not Apple products. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And if you want to move into this demographic that is faster, leaner, you know, um, quicker and 100 percent more brand loyal, mm-hmm. you have to adapt to those things. And yeah, because, you know, and that's just what it is. And so sharing some of those things with some of those companies, you know, like, you know, I can call, I can call Marty Daniel on his phone right now, you know, but Marty Daniels has, has, a, has a big ship over there, you know, and so it's like. Let me show you people, and it can't happen. My, my, my presentation's only for an hour, mm-hmm. so I can't give you everything in an hour. I'm going to try to cram as much as I can in that hour time span. But to open the dialogue and show guys you know, what we've already done so it's not just lip service, I can show you how we were able to get into a Philadelphia public school to teach firearm safety, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, you know, and it, I, I think it'll be very interesting. I think I think those companies will be very receptive. I think it's a, a, a big step in the right direction that they're even inviting you and giving you the platform. And I think that's a start. Right. And if there's 70 dudes in there and seven of those guys listen to you, we're on the way. Yep. You know, we're headed in the right direction. The big thing for lots of these companies to realize, and this is across the board, is that. Like you just said, man, this is a different world. If you wake up and you realize this is a different world when you sell, but we're, but we're still the same human beings. And when we right. buy something, we buy the person, right? You know, we buy the person and their story and how we connect to them. So right. if you're a company and you're, and I say this to companies all the time in order to build whatever little, you know, YouTube thing I have going on right now, social media, I had to understand this myself. You sell yourself, you sell yourself to people. Right. And you need to be real. There's lots of companies that think, oh, I've got this really cool product, which they may have a really cool product. And the way that they want to sell it is by getting some, you know, oh, this guy was a Navy SEAL. He's going to sell it for me. You know, when okay. really all they need to do is just sell yourself. Talk to people. Let them know that you're real human beings. Yep. That's how I'm you gonna, change everything. I'm going to keep it 100. That's the reason why the solutionaries rock with me. Yeah. I show them what I be eating. I show them when I'm in the gym, because it's, it's, it's it creates a culture, an actual culture, a family, a community, a mm-hmm. real actual community. I give people my phone number. Hey, y'all, call me. You know what I'm saying? Hey, y'all, I'm going to this town. Who's out here? Wh- where should I go eat? You know, when I was in when when we did our class in Miami, I was like, yo, let's go to Wingstop. I like Wingstop. I posted that I was in Wingstop, and uh, in Liberty City. Somebody was like, yo, what wing stop you at? I'm like, I'm at the one at Liberty City. Although I'm like three minutes away from there. All right, come on, let's let's get some wings together. Mm-hmm. You have to be, I mean, what are you afraid of? Everybody, you got a gun and they're not coming to rob you. Like what what the, you know, and saying this to say, I believe, I have to say believe. I believe that these companies, you know, did not have someone that, you know, was occupying the space that Black Guns Matter is occupying now. You know, I'm I'm bold enough to say, you know, I'm not I'm not a gun guy. I'm not a marksman. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a Navy SEAL. I'm not a I'm not a trainer. I'm not any of those things. I am just a dude 
that wants to, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm a advocate. I'm an activist. Yeah. You don't have to be those things. You don't have right. to be. We don't. We all. We all play roles. And I'm not. Uh, I am in no part. I'm trying to take away from a guy who is a Navy SEAL. Those are roles that people right. play in our society, in our world that we 100% need. But I just think that you know, in order to take this further. People need to see that they can do this. They need to right. see that you don't have to be a Navy SEAL to do this. Right. <laughs> right. You know, um, you don't have to be special ops or some kind of super tactical ninja dude. I got the plate vest on. Yeah. To be free, you don't have to do it. You right. know, you don't have to be that in order to be free and to and to be able to appreciate your freedom. Um, I just want to tell everyone that's in the chat right now, I just want to remind everyone there, please click the thumbs ups. Okay, we appreciate that as well as let me know right now. I'm going to look at the comments. Let me know if there's any questions that you want me to ask Maj. Um, I see Kappa Joe 2 says Maj is telling the truth. I talked to him on Instagram and he just gave me his number and I called him. We talked for a while and he doesn't mind if you text him. That's cool, man. I'm glad to hear that. I do that as well. You know, people concentrate like, listen, I think right now I've got close to 58,000 subscribers or something. I can't, I'm not capable of knowing 58,000 people. No, but the people who really support me, man, are somewhere between a hundred and a thousand people. Right. And if they want to talk to me, they want to text me, they want to call me sometimes, they want to meet me somewhere and sit down and have dinner with me or drink or hang out with me and Lola and see if I'm really fucking crazy in real life. <laughs> right. You know, I'm I'm totally open to do it because those thousand people, we could go far. Right. And that's that's that becomes like a like a like a little family, man. I've had people call me three, four o'clock in the morning, ready to open somebody's face up. Like, and it's like, yo, bro, I I, I just need some help. All right, cool, mm-hmm. I'm here. What's up? Let's talk. Nah, bro, you tripping right there. Or yo, you right. You and and that would be a reason to open somebody's face up. However, you can't. And the fact that you reached out to me tells me that you actually know that and you don't want to. So let's matter of fact, where you at? I'm I'm, I'm gonna put you in an Uber. Come up to the crib. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And those are the, that's how we preserve community, the culture. That's what it really to, means. Right. You know, because yeah. all, all the last thing we fucking need is to have another shooting. And then the media picks it up and goes, you know, whatever they're going to run down with this ballistics was the type of firearm. All they're going to do all of that. And this takes us a step backwards, not forwards. Yeah. So, yeah. MW Tactical says he spoke to you the other day. Um, he knows you're busy. He didn't want to take up too much of your time. M- munitions, munitions, weapons, tactics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike. Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, he's in the chat. What's up? So there you go. Bragmo says, Mash Touré is a leader of path-making American. Well, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Thank that's you. cool. I like that. Uh, someone says, Hank is a cool dude. I think Cruzman Bullis. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't tell Lola that because she thinks I'm the opposite of cool. He's like, you're anti-cool. Yeah. I don't know why she's rolling with me, but I guess she just, I guess she wanted to be corny. That's why she's rolling with me. Uh, um, So Screaming Skull Saloon says, if I ever come down to Florida, I'm going to bring all of my bullpups and hang with Lola and Hank. Okay. That's fair. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I like bullpups. Warm as weather. Yeah. Might not leave with all those bullpups, but whatever. (laughs) Um. So let's see. Uh, let me see. If anyone has questions, ask us the questions right now. Um, I don't know. Did you have any other things? That we, we, we had lots of stuff we were going to talk about when we got in here. So um, how was Atlanta for you? How was the? Atlanta was amazing. 
Um, mm-hmm. Atlanta was um, the standard of what the gun culture and the gun community actually looks like. That that mm-hmm. those videos that's up on our YouTube channel. I, I put the second part out today. Yeah, I haven't. Oh, you did. Okay, I haven't seen it. I only yeah. saw the first one. Uh, Vanessa Kitty says hashtag Moving America Forward. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Those uh, those those videos are representative are representative of what the community actually looks like. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so that's what that's what Atlanta was for me, man. And to be in them rooms and like hang out and learn and all that other good stuff. It was it was it was yeah. Amazing. I, I uh, encourage folks. I don't know if I'm going to be able to see everything and share it. If I do see it, tag me on those things and I'll share it. Um, but I, I encourage people to look at those. We have some really, you know, real conversations that we we need to at least start with the conversations right. and then right. work our way out from there. Rising Tide Outdoors says, I remember watching Maj on Noir and loved his stance on the community and followed him ever since. What's up, Rising? I appreciate that. That's yeah. amazing. Um, so wait, hold on. Uh, Tango Hunter says, Maj gets my approval just because of the number of, of F-bombs over the last hour. My kind of dude. <laughs> you got to make cussing great again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good T-shirt right there. Um, when I did when I decided I was going to do this show and I talked to the guys at Big Daddy Guns, which were in the studio. And um, if you ever come to Gainesville, man, you know, Big Daddy Guns will host you. I'm with it. Yeah. So when I spoke to them, I said, listen. I have got to be able to curse. And they were like, why? We've been talking to you for days and you never curse. And I was like, trust me, one, trust me, I curse. Right. <laughs> Two, I want people to come on and be themselves. If they don't want right. to curse, I want them to not not curse. But also if they do, I, I, I think that people need to be exposed to the real us. Right. So, and I think that I don't I personally don't trust anybody that I've never heard cuss. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're hiding something. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you really see, um, you know, the other day I kind of went off and Lola was like, you're you're crazy because you either you're either on or off. Right. So you just become one moment and the next moment you're just cursing up every other word. Light it's, switch. Yeah. So that's you can blame New York City for that. <laughs> um, OK, so Mel Matrix says the black gun community. Well, community is a whole. Thanks, you, Maj. We appreciate you. Uh, Philadelphia Patriot says best pizza in Philly. That's bullshit. I call no, bullshit on that. Which, 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 where are they asking? Where's the best pizza? Oh, 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 oh. No, he's asking where. Okay, I call right, bullshit too I, I, early. I, I he's asking. Probably the, the best. No, hold on a second. I can tell you right now, Marsh. Yeah, where the, the best pizza in Philly is in New York City. Oh, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> the, best, the best, New York only exists to try to keep Philly hidden. <laughs> what? We set the blueprint. We made America. Okay. Well, we, but New York City actually makes pizza. I don't know what the hell you guys make. No, Philly, there. Philly, look. So, one, we're not, fam- the fact that we can even compete, and that's not even our, our go-to food, cheesesteaks is our food. And we reign supreme. However, who says you guys are competing when it comes to pizza? Yeah, we can compete. I mean, I mean, that's our, oh, okay. that's, our light work is pizza and we still can compete with New York's best food. So, <laughs> okay. I mean, that's so all right. So tell the dude where's the best pizza. <laughs> the best pizza that I've had in Philly is probably um, Big Ass Slices. That's the name of the place. It's on. It's oh, right man. off the of second and uh, second and market. It's called the literally the name of the place. It has a big neon sign in the window. It says Big ass slices, and they serve big ass slices. Yeah, that's the best pizza that I've tasted in Philly. Okay, okay, cool. 
Um, how do you eat your pizza, by the way? What do you, what, like, what kind of pizza do you get when you get pizza? It depend on it depend on what what my my diet is like for that time. So if I'm in a heavy bulk like I am this winter, it's I don't it's whatever like it's whatever. But for the gen, generally like if I'm trying to like lean up a bit, um, it's just just cheese. Maybe cheese. maybe like some peppers here and there, some you know some garlics you know garlic. Peppers, okay. Like so then uh, Lola thinks this is real hood. Like when I eat pizza, I I only eat really cheese pizza. Sometimes I experiment, but just cheese pizza. I actually it has to be thick enough the cheese. That I could take the cheese off and eat it by itself. Is that by hood? Itself. Right. That's yeah. not hood. No, that's, that's good. That's good money. Yeah. Good money. Lola thinks that's crazy. She's shaking no. her head over here. Because because the cheese is the delicacy in and of itself. And I might have to run through that actual slice of bread at one given moment at any given time. So the cheese is like the like the topping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, no, Lola, yeah. you're tripping. That's, yeah, that's she doesn't, completely she that's standard operational procedure. Lola's from Maryland. They don't know shit about pizza. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they don't know. They don't know anything about pizza, man. Or they or, think Pizza or, Hut is pizza, right? In Maryland. <laughs> That's their idea of a pizza joint. Domino's. Yo, yeah. but listen, you. Know, I was in Chicago. Chicago's pizza is hella expensive. It's like thirty dollars for a deep dish. I don't even understand. <laughs> Damn. And that's like their thing, like deep dish pizza, like Chicago. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. I've heard that about Chicago, but they don't know shit about pizza either. They don't. It's, yeah. And $30, they damn sure don't know nothing yeah. about me. Now, let me pizza. let me ask you this. This is always my test. Do you know what Zeppelis are? Zeppelis? What is that? Oh, see, there you go. No, see? where? See, a New, York, a New York guy that knows about pizza knows about Zeppelis. Zeppelis. No. So that's that's like my test when I was in New York. If I went into a pizza place... I would ask them if they knew what Zeppelis are. Zeppelis are like a fried dough. It's an uh-huh. Italian thing, but which everyone's got the fried dough thing with with confectionery sugar on it. Oh, like it to a you in the back. Yeah, it's like a funnel cake, but it's like little balls and it's got sugar on it. And yeah, yeah. it's called Zeppelis. Zeppelis. So that's how I always tested like uh, Italian restaurants, whether or not they knew that. Because, you know, you got like a, a lot of fake yeah, pizza yeah. joints out there. It's, so it's just that we we slapping some cheese and ketchup on the bits, and it's, 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 now as we calling it pizza type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was my way of looking. I don't know what they do in Philly. You know, um, we we reign supreme in Philly. No, I mean that's, okay. that's the general theme. That's what we do. Yeah. Also, you know what I found, and this is true: the best food from restaurants like this is always in the hood. Yeah. It's like with KFC. Do not go to a KFC in a nice neighborhood. There's a KFC, and it's true. There's a KFC on City Line Avenue, which is like literally the line between Philly and like Lower Marion or Marion. Mm-hmm. There's a KFC. This shit got like it's so nice and fancy. It's not good KFC no. every time. No, man. If you go to your, if you go to a KFC and there's no bulletproof glass, just turn it around and leave because it's not gonna be good chicken. Get out of there. Just straight get out. Of there. Yeah. yeah, it's like I, I saw a meme that said. We don't, we don't, uh, black people, we don't, we don't measure our seasonings. We just sprinkle until we hear the spirit of our ancestors say, <laughs> stop my child. <laughs> okay. She's in there. <laughs> All right. That makes sense. But I always know, I'm telling you the hood, if you're going to get like fried chicken, stuff like that, go to the hood. You better. Same thing, same thing like in Philly. I'm sure you're going to get the best food in the hood. You might be running so look, a little I bit took, of a risk. I took Tisma, Tisma. We had we had dinner last night after the after the event. Um, earlier, she had went to Gino's, which is the tourist move 
Gino, right, right. anybody from Philly will tell you, do not go there for a cheesesteak. It's just not real. They mm-hmm. have good marketing. And because they're in South Philly, not too far from the actual stadiums, that's the reason why people go to Geno's. Okay. The best cheesesteak in Philly is in Max's. That's in the middle of the hood. That's like broader north, broader area. That's North Philly. So okay. when she told me she went to Pat's, I was like, oh, hell no. So we went to, um, matter of fact, here's the funny thing. Remember the, the Tone Trump that was in Atlanta? Yeah, Tone Trump. He was uh-huh. in that movie Creed, which is like a, a Rocky spinoff. Right, right. That that there's a section in that movie where Michael B. Jordan's character takes a girl on a date, and that bar and that cheesesteak place is Max's. That's where I took Tisma yesterday in the middle of the hood. Oh, cool. And, okay. Yeah, and it was she loved it. She was like, yeah. Oh yeah, this is better. This is definitely yeah. better than nothing. Someone wanted me to ask you what you think about them removing the bulletproof glass in Philly and in uh and, and I think like the great. joints out there. I think I think all my life I've been, you know, I, I've been in like the the, the, the uh, stop and goes, which are the delis that sell like you know liquor, not like hard liquor, but like beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like a I, bodega I, like, in New York kind of a thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, all my life I've been served behind, and when I was bu- when I was purchasing stuff there, you know, I was getting behind that bulletproof glass. I'm totally fine with that because to to come into a community and we good enough to get your paper. There's no bulletproof glass at banks. You feel what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. th- there's tellers and th- that's where all of the money is. If there is, and banks are in the hood too. If you're willing to come into a community to extract the resources, but you, you're in essence saying that, you know, we're going to rob you. That's the equivalent of me walking past a, a little old lady and she clutches her purse. I wasn't thinking about robbing you, but now I might just scare the shit out of you because you clutched your purse. So I'm all for them removing the bulletproof glass. You know what I mean? And if you don't want to be there, don't don't be in the hood. You know what I'm saying? But listen, man, the community is not generally just running around robbing people. That's a misconception. Is it is it more a little bit more, um, you know, aggressive or strong there? Absolutely. But I think the reality is uh, the major reason why there's so much, you know, violence is because there's a whole bunch of gun control, a whole bunch of rules to stop the small amount of bad guys from doing the same thing over and over and over again because mm-hmm. it's, it's shooting fish in the barrel for them. It ain't yeah. quite it's easy. On fire. It's easy. Yeah, targets. it's easy targets. Yeah. I mean, yeah. listen, this the, we haven't gotten rid of crime in Florida. And so obviously there's still crime here and bad things happen here. But I think the thing that people realize is anyone here, including that little old lady, you, you fuck around that little old lady in Florida and she'll light you up. Right. So up. you you flex on her if you want to, but you're gonna get you're gonna right. get a, and, and, and it'll make you're gonna get some shots. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a deterrent. So I'm, yeah. I'm all for them bulletproof glass joints being gone. I think yeah. that those owners of those shops should be, you know, should have firearms. Just like I think the customers that come in there should have firearms. I feel yeah. more safe when it's a bunch of guns around. Yeah. You know? But and if you try to you know, if you try to attack your community that's trying to serve you and they tag you up, you, you got what you deserved. You bought that. Did you see the guy, uh, the two guys that, the, the guy that jumped over the, uh, the two guys that jumped over the, uh, the counter the and counter. was trying to rob a dude with the fake gun? Yeah, and then there was a police officer that came in there, He right? was a security guard. Oh, that was a security guard? Oh, yeah, okay. I think he had his, like, well, in Pennsylvania, it's called his Act 235, which mm-hmm. is, like, you can carry for your job type thing. And he... He shoots the guy in the arm, right? Mm-hmm. And the guy says, yo, it's fake, man. My gun fake. Says, so what? Mine's is real. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Who told you, don't? Right. Yeah. 
You live by the sword, you die by the sword. It doesn't matter if that sword is made of plastic. Right. You, you should still have been die by that. Plastic. Which Hell yeah. Bringing a knife to a gunfight. Yeah. Is. yeah. Mothers, teach your children better than that, please. Right. You know, teach your children better than that. Don't play with, with, with uh, don't play around with guns, don't. you know, fake or otherwise. Right. And, and I think that this is the kind of fear that people who would take advantage of a society need to have, man. I always tell people like in that hood that there's drive-bys and all that, the first time those gangbangers roll up in there and the people who live in that community come out with their AR-15s and tag them up, that'll be the end right there. That's the end. It's the same thing with rape. More women need to be armed. Same thing with false accusations. More men need to sue women that, you know, falsely accuse them. If, if we did that, we could solve this whole fake rape, real rape thing by like 2019. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's the same thing, the deterrent, the threat of some things I'm going to be held accountable to the things that I do. Let me not do dumb shit. Yeah. Justice should be blind and just, obviously. Yep. That's where justice comes from. Okay. Let me hit some more questions here. Um, the Archangel wants me to ask you, what can we do to keep the Second Amendment community growing and make them more united? You, you do like what we're doing in the sense of get, when, when you see somebody and they don't traditionally look like how you look, and if they cool, rock out with them. Take that picture. But even before that, get rid of your own biases. And I, mm-hmm. and I don't mean get rid of in the sense of like don't have them anymore. But when there's information that is proven to the contrary of what your bias is, go with the new information. You know, um, take those pictures. I got so much, you know, I got a picture on my Instagram today of me and uh, hanging out with Wayne LaPierre, right? A few weeks ago, I was down at, you know, Hickox Compound. Nobody goes to Hickox. That's insane, man. Uh, I know. I saw that. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> right. And so, <laughs> and it's like, not that it's not that Hickox a bad guy because he's not. He's not. But, it's you know, just, you're talking about the biggest dude on top of the totem pole and everybody wants to be up on the compound and do videos and all that kind of stuff. So you you got in there. Right. And so it's like, that's how we break that stereotype. And that's how we, you know, um, if, you're, if you're a gun guy or a gun woman, don't talk over people's heads. You are there to serve. You are there to serve. Service, man. Service. And service doesn't mean you're going to be broke, you're going to be poor. Is the money going to come last? Yep. However, you're going to create so much of a groundswell of service that so many of these doors are going to open up. The reason, I'm going to tell you all the truth. Hickok came and said, Maj, let's do a video. Mm-hmm. I was in La La Land when I, when I saw Oh, I thought, I thought maybe it was like Big John because I know he was out in Atlanta, Big John. Yeah, so this is what I'm, well, yeah, John set it up. But mm-hmm. what I mean is I was just hyped to, you know, like go and like re-meet Hickok again and like mm-hmm. talk to him and get some wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I like when I stayed in Nashville, I stayed with John, mm-hmm. you know, John. And I don't think I think a lot of times people people don't want to give John his propers. Dude, the without reason, without Big John, we would be there looking, is no Hickok. We will be looking at Hickok's crotch. <laughs> right. <laughs> Every freaking right. video. And you some people saying? some people might enjoy that. But right. I, I definitely wouldn't. You know, but it's like yeah. it's like John is knowledgeable. John is very open minded. Mm-hmm. John is. A he's comedian. a good dude. Yeah. John is a good dude. Like, he is. He's a good the, dude. The, the, I swear, the next morning we were up because we went out, we had drinks, we kicked it, right? We, <laughs> and the next morning we go out, we're like, yo, let's just make bacon. 
me and John are like making mountains of bacon, just eating bacon. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Okay, so, now I hope you remember that this dude is a totally different body structure right. from you, my friend. <laughs> right. John is... He can eat all the bacon he wants. <laughs> right. He got yeah. this country thick cut smoke hickory bacon. And, oh. and and it was, these are the things that break. We, Me and John got a lot in common. We both basketball. You know, he was probably a forward or a center. I was a point guard. I mean, we, we really, 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 you know, hit it off and understood. And saying that to say, you know, he, you know him saying, yeah, we can go over to the compound. But when I got, I didn't anticipate, and I wasn't going to even ask. I was just happy to be there type vibe. Mm -hmm. This is surreal. Watching those videos saved my life. I can literally, literally, I can remember a time where one of my friends was going, we was going, you know, we was, we was going to go hit somebody up. And uh, I, I was in the house and uh, he went and I, I wound up watching Hickok videos and wound up falling asleep. Mm -hmm. And my man got shot. Mm -hmm. And I was supposed to be with him that night. You know what I'm saying? And so, so it's I a good distraction, like, man. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, I, yeah. and I was, I was really like there. To did you Did you tell Hickok that story? Yes. <laughs> what yes. did he say? <laughs> he was like, he hears that, and he was like, mm -hmm. to, he was like, I guess it's true. If you like, I'm like, yo, you know, and I remember just little things that you know. Again, I'm still fanboying. I'm fanboying mm -hmm. over John. Like I can call John on the phone right now, but I'm still fanboying because I understand you know, what they've created. They got 2.8, maybe going on 3 million YouTube subscribers. Mm -hmm. And historically, YouTube is one of the most difficult. Yeah, they have more than that. Follow. They have way, if you count in uh, ghost subscribers, they got way more than that. Yeah. They're probably closer to like 6 million if you count in ghost subscribers. Case, it's like, I have to truly, you know, I had to truly be honored by that. And so Hickok said, as we were talking and I'm listening and mm -hmm. we sharing, you know, perspective, Hickok said, John, you, you, you want to do a video? Mind you want to do a video? And that's where we we on the spot came up with that video. Okay. The, the purpose of that video was, again, it's not about shooting per se. It's a, the, 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 you can learn from a bajillion YouTube channels. Um, the bigger thing was to break the false narrative. To break the false narrative is very simple. It was funny. It was it was the surprise of people even seeing the camera pans, you know, left or right and see like, oh, shit, there's Maj. What the hell is Maj doing on mm -hmm. the compound? Yeah. You know, <laughs> and all of those things that that will live in forever in infamy for a stand of what the, the, the gun community actually looks like. And that's our pushback against, you know, some of the foolishness. So that to, I went the long way. But to answer that question. That's how we do that. And when you're the gun, when you're the gun guy, and you see those newbies, you can assist them going that direction more than yeah. separatists. Right, and it takes time. Yeah, you know, it takes time, and some things you can't force, like you said, you know, um, with Hickok, you can't force it or make it happen. It's just magic that happens, and right, you know, it was just Yo. destiny. It was meant to be, you know. Yeah, and when he, I'm telling you, look, and I was there. I'm looking at the gong. I'm like, yo, that it's actually it, so the gong from where they where they normally shoot is about 250 yards away and where they kind of like to flex a little bit more is like 275. Mm -hmm. The fact that he's hitting that with subcompacts and I get it, you know, he knows where to hold and all of that, but still with the greatest of ease, you got to respect that, man. It's a subcompact mm -hmm. and it's like, bing, easily. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and so so you mean there wasn't a little dude down there with a hammer? No, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was amazing, you know, and that's how that's how we break those stereotypes, you know. Yeah, and um, you know, I people in the gun community don't necessarily always get along and get along with each other, but Hickok Forty Five is like a phenomenon that even right. when, honestly, I think that uh, gun manufacturers and all that are just starting to even realize it. I know that sounds crazy. Mm. but they're just starting to realize all that stuff. So it's, you know, as a whole, man, as a whole, when you put the gun community on YouTube together, it's a very powerful thing. Right. You know, in in light of all the things that are happening nowadays with YouTube shutting people down or doing things like what happened with us, I think that it's, it's amazing that this is happening. And so many of the companies out there don't get how vitally important this is and they're going to let YouTube just like kill off, you know, the people I, I who believe, are really I making believe, things happen for them. I believe that the companies, I think a lot will happen after these types of conversations, as well as no pressure, Maj, but after after this shot show, mm-hmm. I believe that I'm, I'm, I'm in a position where, you know, it's like all, all of the, you, the between the gun guys, between just guys that I know, between the YouTube channels, between you know, all of these other guys, I think that I've positioned our work in a space where people go, okay, Maj is in the middle of the Venn diagram. I don't have any, I have allies. I have no enemies. I understand each person's perspective. People that don't like each other, I get along fine with both of those guys. And I think this is one of the times where, you know, um, we've, from people that, the things that those guys and women are telling me, this is one of the times where they're like, okay, if anybody can walk a bunch of lines and kind of get through to these guys, this Maj, you might be the guy to do it as well as this is actually the place to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so the time, I, I think we're, I think we're on the precipice of a right. sea change here. Right. It, it, it could go either way. It could be good or bad, but we're, right. we're there. We're on the edge of it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Let me hit a couple more questions here. Uh, Gorillas and guns wants to know, um, are you going to be doing events in Virginia anytime? Um, yes. Um, well, let me say that. Let me rephrase that. If we get our goal by SHOT Show, then yes. If not, I have to reapproach. So I posted that the class from yesterday may be our final class. Um, the reason being for that is because, you know, we are funded by you guys and we, we raised about 75 grand, but we've also already went to 30 some odd cities across the country. Okay. Um, with that being the case, um, if we can get some more continued support, the, the the you know, making those connections over at, you know, the NRA board of directors meeting was excellent, you know, but if not, man, you know, I got to, I got to reevaluate. I've given myself, I've given myself to this for the last two, two years. So what are you, so what are you saying here, man, that, you know, you you're help. okay. Straight up and down. And if you don't get that help, you might have to stop doing these classes. Right. And because the classes are free. Uh, and, and I want to keep them free. I want to keep them free because of the fact that I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think a beginner should. I don't want to heighten the ba- the barrier to entry. I mm. want to continue to make it low and to put somebody on a path. And if they can save that money, because in some states you got to pay just to even take the test to get your to start to get your license to carry. Massachusetts mm-hmm. comes to mind. You mm-hmm. already in the whole four hundred dollars. We ain't even get to the gun or the ammo yet. You know what I'm saying? So with that being the case. I think it's very important that we keep these classes free to all 
to, to put them on that path, to give them an understanding. And that helps trainers because that person's mind has already gotten past a certain point that helps trainers, that helps ranges, and they can put that money towards training and, you know, and uh, rental ranges and things of that nature. So when you make those donations, you're especially gun women and gun guys, you're actually paying it forward for someone that is a complete newbie to get put on the path of the Second Amendment, of firearms knowledge, of safety and training. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm not going to charge people 10 20 15 $30 for that. I'm not going to do it. Could I? Yes. But I do not think that's okay. I don't think that's okay. You know, and if we are going to rally together, and I know we're capable of it, because again, we've raised $75,000. It's not sitting in an account somewhere. Mm-hmm. We used it to get to over 30 cities already. You know, so we do need everybody that's listening, that's viewing this right now, please take a moment, find us. We wanted 1,000 people to donate $5. I don't mm-hmm. need everybody to donate $100. Or, and if you do, that's great. That's awesome. Right. Let me be very clear. But if we can get 1,000 people a month to say, hey, I'm going to give up $5. We can, I can, I've already shown that this has worked. We've gotten firearm safety and training into a public school. We made that happen with the pennies that we've we've got you know so um you know if if we can't get that number by by shot show i gotta reevaluate i have to figure it out maybe maybe you never know maybe a a huge angel investor will show up and be like i'm gonna give you seventy five thousand dollars for the remainder of you know the 50 state tour because we haven't Mm -hmm. been to 30 states we've been to 30 you know 30 classes around the country some states like texas we've been to texas and Austin, Dallas, Houston, California, you know, Compton, Sacramento, mm-hmm. Oakland, mm-hmm. you know, things of that nature. But in order to hit every state in America, we had a budget of one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And to keep to continue to be able to say and speak the things that need to be said without sugarcoating it. I would rather be beholden to you guys, the, the viewers, the listeners, as opposed to one company saying, you know, it may come with stipulations. Yeah, or even if it was one person. Right. They might be like, you know, whatever. Now, don't get me wrong. If, you know, the National Shooting Sports Foundation says, hey, we want to get behind Mize and we want to donate $75,000. And in exchange for that, we want to have all of our promo materials. We want to hand you, you know, we want to show you all of the all of the things that we have on the table. Absolutely. Because that's a that's a service. You get Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So absolutely. Mm -hmm. But in the beginning, you know, we started this as just a license to carry drive. You know, it was one class. And then we had a goal of $25,000 to do a 13-city tour. We mm-hmm. did that. And we kept going. And more people wanted it. And so at this point, we have to challenge ourselves. It's already proven that I'm doing the right things with the money. And I want to make sure that I say that because, you know, I I, I, I hear the rumblings. Yeah, it's tough. It's, it's tough running an organization like this and um, making sure that you stay on the right path. And then people are always concerned whether right. or not you're on the white the right path right so far as your financial fiduciary responsibilities right and right. that's and that's why i post every single donation i do not control our 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 fundraising money i personally do not control it on purpose on purpose you know and mm-hmm. that's another reason why we didn't wait until we we got the goal before we started doing the work so you can see the work so my commitment to being financially and fiscally responsible, that's that that commitment has already no one can question my gangster in that level. I've already done it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. okay. So um, you know, it's it's just, you know, I the challenge now is 
for people to steal. We halfway there. We're at $75,000. Our goal is 150. And we, we would love to maintain complete autonomy, independence. How awesome is that to say we as a community put Black Guns Matter around the entire country in the urban areas that needed it, and we chose to pay it forward. How amazing. What 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 could the other side say to that? What what could the anti-freedom people say to discredit that? The people did this. Not Maj, not Hank, not individual, the people. Every single penny that we've raised is because of people, the people, the working class, hardworking Americans decided to say, I'm gonna donate five dollars, I'm gonna donate a hundred dollars. New War gave us our first big donation of a thousand dollars. Then he doubled down again and gave another thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? And so cool. I'm saying this to say, man. Yeah. You still you, know, you still need the help and support. So what are right. the different things that folks out there, if you can just list obvious, like where can they go to give things? But what else can they do? You know, let's say there's some people that can't necessarily give money. What can they do? Right. I'm sure there's uh, multiple things people can do if they've got ranges or yeah. know people that can do stuff. So just list some of those things so, that you guys would accept. So everything. Um, if you want to pay for, or if you have a print company, let's say some guys own, you know, like printing companies, Hey Maj, we'll, we'll, you know, handle some of your printing because we leave handouts with everybody at all of the classes, you know, so they can know you're not, you're not going to remember all of that. So if we print out handouts, you'll have, you know, basic handgun anatomy, the parts of it, the rules of firearm safety. This is where you go in your locality in order to apply for your license to carry. Here's the actual application to license to carry, you know, things of that nature. So if you have a, a printing company, you can help, help us offset some of the costs that way. Um, any of you guys that have, I know a lot of you holster makers aren't using the blue guns at, for forms anymore because you're switching over. I get that. If you got some of those old blue orange guns, please donate them to us. Our classes, we want people to put that replica firearm in their hands so they can practice muzzle discipline. That's very important. Trigger discipline is one thing. Muzzle discipline is a whole other thing, mm-hmm. you know, um, things like that. Um, if you if somebody happens to have an old RV, a brand new RV, we can hit multiple cities in one town close, you know, and we can do more. If you got an RV company, you know, that you like, hey, I got a 2016, 2015 RV. We'll give it to you for a year. You know, Black Guns Matter, move around in this. Yeah. That will help. If you can if you can help fix an RV, you can help. If you can help fix an RV. Yeah. You know, all of those things, anything that is your level of expertise, if you hit me up, I will figure out a way that we can utilize you to strengthen our cause and, and strengthen the Second Amendment. You know, so if, if some of you guys are just happen to be rich as hell and you want to just, you know, <laughs> donate the other 75 grand. Awesome. We'll figure out how you can be the sponsor. And we'll say this section of the entire country is was sponsored by this organization, this rich guy, this rich woman. Oprah, if you happen to be listening. Hey, baby. <laughs> what's going Yo, hold on. on hold on a second. Hold on. Let me lock it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah those, are, those are some of the things. So and how do people get in touch with you? How do they do these things? Um, you guys can hit us up on our Facebook, official Black Guns Matter underscore Maj Touray. My personal um, Facebook is Maj Touray. My Instagram is Maj Touray. My Twitter is Maj Touray. Our Twitter is Black Guns Matter, but it's B-L-K-G-U-N-S-M-A-T-T-R. Um, our website is officialblackgunsmatter.com. If you want to donate... You have two options. Our GoFundMe was froze after 17 months. GoFundMe just said, we got to make sure this is you. 
Wow. It's a simple, yeah, it's a simple Google search, but we just got that back. Um, our GoFundMe is GoFundMe.com backslash Black Guns Matter. Um, if you have okay. a smaller donation that you want to do a Swift, if you got PayPal, PayPal.me backslash Black Guns Matter US. All of that's there. If you have um, Patreon, Patreon. If so, Patreon, for example, if if you want to say, hey, Maj, I can't afford to give you fifty dollars. Okay, cool. But I can give you five dollars a month. You can subscribe to our Patreon. Imagine if we had ten thousand people that said, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree to give you know you guys, you know, five dollars a month. That's fifty thousand dollars a month. And I'll be fully transparent with it. Um, if you want to donate, if you're a big company, we do have our nonprofit status. We do not have our 501c3 yet, but we do have a fiscal sponsor. Um, if you got Bitcoin, hit me up. I'll get we got a Bitcoin key. I'll send mm-hmm. you that. Okay. Any way that we can make sure that this ship is still going, we have multiple ways of doing that. And whichever way you contact me, you want to call me on my phone. My phone number is 310-279-7413. You can text me. You know, um, those are the ways that you can get in contact with me and us. Um, and even outside of it, I want to I want to take it outside of fundraising for a second. As far as my phone number goes, man, listen, if you're going through some shit and you just need an ear, if you want to talk about some shit, hit me up. 25-8, fuck 24-7, man. <laughs> like, we have to have each other's back. I will True. do my best. It's more. It's becoming more difficult for me to respond to DMs because they they stack up a bit. Um, but my phone, I'm usually you know on it a lot and have it or one of them. I have you know one of the phones on me. You know I have like three phones, but that's my direct phone number. If you're going through something, you about you 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 in a situation, you need you need a perspective. You're getting pulled over by the police. You know you need you need some insight. You 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 know you in a situation. You in a shootout. Call your lawyer first, you know, um, but, you know, call me. Yeah. Or if you're just mad, if you're mad about something, you're mad at the world. Yeah. Call me. Let's yeah. talk. Talk to someone. Talk to somebody, man. Our mental health is very important. And my job is to make sure that I'm making myself available as 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 a family member, as, as a friend, as a solutionary. That's how we're going to overcome this opposition that we're, you know, that we're up against. And so all of those are ways that you can get at me. If you want to support, if you can support, please do so. We definitely need it. And um, yeah. And, and even if you can't do any of those things and, and you don't have the money and stuff like that to give, um, you can definitely go and, and help share the message with these yes. guys on social media. Yep. That'll be just as much appreciated. Yep. Cause the message spreads. Yeah. You know, you you may not be the person, but you may know the person who knows the person Yep, that uh, changes the game here. Uh, Vanessa Kitty says something here about folks at the VA hospital got upset by the curse words being spoken. Was Vanessa showing the people at, at the VA this <laughs> our video? Because we are NSFW. <laughs> not suitable for work. I don't so, know what's going on there. Someone the has to tell me. Uh huh. Here's the thing. I apologize. Sorry. <laughs> didn't know my bad won't fucking happen again <laughs> sure it, it didn't just happen right there oh no, damn <laughs> yeah my there bad. you go um okay so what was this now um science um gorillas and guns says science proves that people who curse openly are the ones who are the most truthful <laughs> um I, 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 yeah i agree with that 
Yeah. So let's see what else is going on here. Um, Screaming Skull says thanks. Uh, let's see what else is going on here. Uh, Michael Bender says Hank Curse. I'm shocked. I do curse. <laughs> oh, Robert Wick says New York City pizza sucks. Um, okay. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't been in New York City for a while. I don't know if something changed. But so Bro. far as I know. <laughs> it's rough over there. Yeah, man. So far as I know, that's that's not true. But okay, <laughs> uh, you know, I'll let you. I'll let you get you know get your message out there. Uh, um, Archangel says we all know Hank has a flip switch for f bombs. <laughs> okay, uh, looks like American Gun Chick is in here now. I see American Gun Chick. Hey, American Gun Chick. Yeah, I met her down at the annual meetings. Yeah, she says uh, uh, Black Guns Matter is how we beat the gun grabbers. What is it worth to you to have someone out there recruiting new gun owners? I got my Black Guns Matter tank top support. Black Guns Matter. Awesome. Oh, she's got to send me a picture of her in that. Yeah, first send it to me and then I'll pass it on to Maj. <laughs> maybe, maybe. You know? maybe. <laughs> maybe I'll pass it. No. Um uh, Boss Hog says, uh, okay, no, 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 that's not for, that's not, that's not for you. Now everyone's saying what's up to American Gun Chick, basically. Of course. <laughs> of course they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to find out um, what happened with Vanessa Kitty. I don't know. I can't, the, Sorry, scro Vanessa. the scroll is going so fast. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to keep up with it. So uh, let's see what else we got going on here. So what else is going on in your world, man? What other things? I think we had a couple of things we were going to talk about here. Uh, um, that's it, man. Just getting ready for shot. Trying to do the best, the, the best representation for the community that I can give. Um, you know, having yeah. a good, a good talk with you know with folks. Um, get it. Oh, the vlog uh, tomorrow. I'm mm -hmm. starting a vlog. Oh, you are okay. Cool. Yeah. It'll be Wednesdays from seven to eight. Um, mm -hmm. I did that that way because Baraka James has one on at eight o'clock and he does uh, mo modern American shooting. It's M-A-S-F. Okay. And that's at eight o'clock. So I'm going I'm to try to send him some energy too. But um, that's from set that mine's is from seven to eight Eastern time. Mm -hmm. um, and it'll, it'll be, you know, it'll be interesting. Yeah. I'll talk about a bunch of stuff. Okay. Okay. And it's going to be where again? That's going to be on our YouTube channel. On YouTube the YouTube channel. Backslash Black Guns Matter. Okay, we're cool. going, so we're going to monetize that. You can obviously watch it for free. You know, we'll do the live or whatever, and then um, you can watch it. But we'll put some extended content up on for available to the Patreon subscribers. Mm -hmm. We're going to extract the audio and throw that up for like an iPod, you know. A, a, on a, iTunes. iTunes. Cool. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And so like a proud to pay thing. So like if, if a thousand people want to spend like two bucks to like so they can listen to it in the car. You know, and we'll do it that way. But that starts tomorrow at um at seven p.m. Okay, cool. Um, Ken Wood says uh, New York pizza will suck after the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> and Eli EDC says, "Tell Monge I can't wait to get my Black Guns Matter sweater." Eli, he he follows me on the gram. What up, Eli? He he followed my first IG page. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. yeah. How many Instagram pages do you have? Well, I had one, and then I uh, so it's two. I have access to the official Black Guns Matter page, but I'm not the only one over there. When my page got stolen, 
I had to create a new page. Mm-hmm. And so after I actually got my original page back, I just kept Mr. Maj Ray as a background. Oh, okay. You okay. Know what I mean? So those Understood. two are, are both me now again. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then I see there's some grumblings in there because we haven't shown any Gorn. That's what we refer to Gorn as gun porn. Yeah. Um, you know, we're talking, we're talking here. So yeah. um, tomorrow, tomorrow we're going to have lots of Gorn. Lots of Gorn. Yeah. Tomorrow, Wednesday is going to be our last day for the show. We're going to suspend it just so we can get everything done okay. so we can go to SHOT Show. How y'all getting it? Uh, we're flying out and we're leaving Saturday, I think. Okay. Yeah, right, we're leaving Saturday. Yeah. Are you driving up or driving over? Or what's, uh, Hell no. You're flying out there, right? I'm flying. Look, and I, I forgot because you, you, you in Florida. Because some, somebody, um, matter of fact, John and, uh, and Big Zeke, drove to atlanta from uh from like tennessee and i was mm-hmm. like yeah no i'm not yeah i drove when i came to your thing in atlanta lola and i i was like i was rocking my little audi never doing it i drove Ever. over there no if this if it's over two hours nope. oh oh i like driving man i hate, I know, driving. You know. I hate it yeah i love I hate it, it. i take the awesome. train when I'm in Philly, I take the train. I take public transportation. Oh. I take oh. like I don't like other people controlling my destiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I prefer. We actually um, last year, last shot show, Lola and I actually drove. We drove out to Vegas from Florida. From where? From Florida. Y'all crazy. Y'all crazy. Yeah, that's what Lola said. Yeah. How many days? Uh, was, I think it took like two days. I'm, you crazy? I'm. We have fun. Lola has never seen America like that. She drove okay. from one coast so, to the so other. A road trip type. Yeah, thing. yeah. We got to stop whenever we want to, you know. You know what? Let's do this then, Hank. Let's do this. Let's put our energy, let's let's put our third eyes out there and our collective energy. Someone needs to give Hank and I a RV that we can use to go around the country doing stuff with. So all of you bajillionaires that's in here, and I know y'all are, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Somebody, I don't care if it's just give it to us for two years. You understand what type of TV show we could get off of that? Oh, goodness gracious. Yo, hear me. We're going to put that energy out there. Somebody that got an RV that wants to do that. I know one of y'all, one of y'all guys that go hunting. I know y'all got RVs. I know y'all got RVs. Can you imagine that? If we, yeah. I mean, I know Big Daddy Guns has an RV, but we they won't lend it to us for two years. They might lend it to us for a couple of weeks, maybe. Yeah, that's about the furthest I could stretch it out. But they do have an RV, actually. What so, kind is it? Um, I can't remember the name of it right now. It's it's a um, I think it's up there like a class A or something like that or a B. Yo, a class A Thor motor challenger. Oh, I, I, challenger I, I, joint. Oh I don't my think, god. Yeah, I don't Literally, know. It's not. I've been, I've been looking at these. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not that highfalutin, but it's pretty nice because they're gonna street wrap it. Okay. You know, uh, and we are going to be doing some things because I'm working with Brownells and we're going to do a road rally. Word. So from all around the country, we're going to get people driving from around the country and meeting up at Brownells. You should get down with that, man. Um, I like that idea. I'm down. Philly. You know, I know you don't like driving, but, you know, get somebody else to drive you. Yeah, Yeah, I'll I'll show up. Yeah, we're going to have a little car show when we get when we finally get out there to Brownells. We're going to. Do little things. It's going to be almost like the cannonball run or something like that. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, I like that. That's yeah. cool. So we're going to talk. I'm going to talk to them about that at SHOT Show, but they're they're all the way down. They just have to get through the whole SHOT Show thing. And then we're going to start making plans. It's going to be pretty big. So 
Cool. I think I'm going to be able to manage to get the RV for like to be a support vehicle from when for when I do that. So that's you know. love. That's yeah. Love. We can get out there and have some adventures. I'm good with that. No doubt. I'm good. Once we're doing it, so let's see what other questions uh, people have going on here. Uh, Armament and Access Crispy says his brother and I will be there. I guess he's talking about the uh, about the rally. Um, someone says, who's this? Gats and Jim. Why is it Maj cannot be seen in a video with a gun? What's up with that? <laughs> you gave dude a hard time yesterday. Okay, so we knew this was going to happen. Someone's going to say, how come they don't see you shooting guns? So what's going on with that? Because I'm not a gun guy. That's it. That's the answer. If you want me to say, oh, because I'm a convicted felon, that's not true. I did this interview already. I have one conviction for a misdemeanor for selling movies on my jacket. Mm-hmm. Now, now the next question is going to be, yeah, he, he beat a girl up because they beat, they believe the bullshit that they got fed from some guy that was mad at me from for the last year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's how yeah. that is. And the, the, the also the truth of it also is there actually is footage and video of me shooting. Mm-hmm. It's on my YouTube channel. Y'all just don't do any research. Or people, so, yeah, you go over to the YouTube channel and check it out. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like, it's the same thing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a horrible person. That's why. I'm, I'm the devil incarnate. And that's the reason why. Well, I think maybe people feel like you're trying to hide something. You're obviously not trying to hide anything because you're willing to answer the question. Right. You know, and before, before we started this, you told me someone's going to ask that question. And if I wanted to, I could have said, no, I won't ask that question. But, right. you know, yeah. um, here's the here's the other thing to it. So I'll give you I'll give you I'll give you a, a, a like a breakdown into our PR strategy. When we did a lot of those interviews in the beginning or a few of those interviews in the beginning, um, I didn't know how the media worked, really. I didn't mm-hmm. know um, in, in relation to firearms. I didn't know that it was I thought they were like, oh, man, we love and the, the journalists all seem like they're going to be objective. They mm-hmm. sound like they're like, oh, we love what you're doing. And I didn't know it was the spin. Some of our earlier interviews, they made the story like the pull quotes was scary. Mm-hmm. My job is education and training. And if when when we try to reach to a public school and say, hey, we want to do this thing. Already the name sounds kind of scary. Right. So when we started doing that, it was like we can't have a bunch of pictures or press because those principals, superintendents, things like that, they vet you. Mm-hmm. And, and their definition of vetting is going to Google. And if your pictures is all of that, as opposed to pictures of like what we have of face painting and like children with balloons and the gun range and all of that, mm-hmm. it presents a different thing, you know? So that's, that's the answer there. I can't, I can't justify my strategy to somebody that doesn't want to do any information. Yeah. You know, any, any, a little bit of research. So I'll, I'll share that. And yet again, the, the rumor will persist and, you know, it's no, it's cool. good. If people were talking, Robert Hicks, uh, I'm sorry, excuse me, Robert, Robert Wicks says being a gun guy and being a gun rights guy are different. I'm in favor of legalized prostitution and I don't go to brothels. <laughs> uh, right. And it's I'm true. Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm in favor of weed. I don't smoke weed. Never have. Here's, here's, um, never here's will the, either. Here's, here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I'm not a gun guy in the sense because I'm around gun guys. Just because you you pass a, 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 a you know a certification doesn't mean you're actually a really good trainer. 
Yeah. Also, you know listen, I mean? if in your heart you believe in the Second Amendment, you're a gun guy to me. Um, I see what you mean. People, right, people right. don't have to like you don't have to have a bunch of guns. It's nice if you have a gun. I know one of the reasons what that folks are saying is we had yesterday we had uh, Kentucky Firearms Network on and we gave him a hard time because he didn't bring any guns to show us and all that. That's not your thing. But, you know, listen, he's from Kentucky and his name is Kentucky Firearms Network. <laughs> and he came on the show and he didn't have guns. So we gave him a hard time. Right. We gave, yeah, yeah. But he's, he's our friend. You know, we, we, we weren't right. mad at him and all that kind yeah. of stuff. We didn't kick him out. He didn't have any guns. We know he's got guns. I know you have guns. I, I think, think people I think ask, what's what's your EDC? Some people are asking about that. 19. Stop. Okay. No extra shit. No, no, no. It is extra shit. I, different different um sites. I think the sites was too low for me. Maybe not for everybody else. Because I know when mm-hmm. you say certain things, somebody will go, the sites are fine on it. It's just how you shoot. Like, it'll be one mm-hmm. of those things. Mm-hmm. But um, 19. Stop. Very okay. simple. Right yeah. out of the box. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing about that, too, is this. I don't think people understand, you know, what my position on the chessboard is. I think people look at it again. People re- receive information from their their perception, their level of perception. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. I, I get it. You know, yeah. but my job is to get people that have already been traumatized and told a lie about firearms mm-hmm. for a long time. They've been told mm-hmm. that gun make you makes you the bad person. So if you lead, if you Google me, you're gonna see a whole bunch of positive press. A whole bunch of family fun, family friendly stuff, and that's the direction that we can't make it look scary. I have friends that are um, that grow weed, that like create hybrids and things of that nature. And I remember one time, you know, I went to a um, like a cannabis convention type th- deal, and one of the things that one of the you know the, the high level you know growers was saying was, "You guys have to stop naming your strains if we're trying to push." cannabis to not be this thing that's so scary and the other side is going this is a gateway drug you're going to be addicted to heroin you're going to be giving blowjobs like in two weeks like if if the other side is saying that you guys need to stop naming your mar- your marijuana strains like death you know <laughs> and like okay each, it, yeah give me give, give me an a for that eat your children you know what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah, give me that AK-47. And if these are the things that are already traditionally coming off as scary, you know, you not may not need to name your strain that. And I, that stuck with me. That stuck with me. And when that when we've seen the progress that has happened in the cannabis industry and how a lot of those freedoms that were under a way more attack have lessened, you know, at least on the state level. You know, and the progress that they've made since that, and that's just stuck with me. It just stuck mm-hmm. with me. So it's like, I, I I'm not gonna jeopardize the progress that we've made for somebody that doesn't even want to do a little bit of research. Yeah, you know? absolutely. DF uh, DF two dot uh, dot says this guy has some very interesting perspectives. And uh, Mr. Runyon says, Maj, if you ever find yourself in Southern Illinois, hit me up and we'll go to the range together. I'm with it. So there you go. Um, so, um, so here we go. I think that's pretty much it. Uh, Gorillas and Guns says, I'm not a gun guy in the sense either, but I love guns and love to entertain. Plus, I love liberty. Right. Um, and right. Ken, Ken Wood says, hemp in all its forms should have never been outlawed. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. I agree with that. I agree that with that. Make concrete, shoes, gas, houses. I see the game. I see what they do. Yeah. Can't see it too. Yeah. So, and then um, I carry my revolver in single action. Wants to know where uh, do you get the black 
Well, he says B. He said BLM. I think you know you probably got that BPM. wrong. Yeah, he meant oh, you know, Black Guns Matter. The G. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, where do you get the shirts? Unless he meant that. I don't know if he meant. Yeah. yeah. BLM. It's possible. If it's the BLM shirt, I'm not sure, brother. But yeah. uh, if it's you talking about our merch, you can get it off of um, BlackGunsMatter.BigCartel.com. It's still yeah. all. He of that, says all he meant BGM. He meant BGM. Yeah. yeah. All, all yeah. of those. All of those links is on the website, officialBlackGunsMatter.com. But it's just quicker if you're going straight to it, like from your phone. Um, BlackGunsMatter.BigCartel.com, and um, make sure you hit if you're doing it from your phone. Make sure you hit all products, so you can see. All Duh, all of the products as opposed to like one page. Right. Okay. Very yeah. cool. All right. You know, um, let's, let's wrap it up here. I want to thank everyone for hanging out with us and, uh, you know, uh, giving good questions and all that kind of stuff. Um, we got like 99 thumbs ups. If one more person thumbs up. We'll have a hundred thumbs ups, Bam. but either way, you know, 99, you know, it's good. It's, it's like that song. Yeah. I got 99 problems, but, uh, yeah. Ain't one. So <laughs> another yeah. thumb ain't one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. That's a good one. You know, um, I want to remind everyone that uh tomorrow is gonna be our last show. So you guys need to make sure you tune in. Um, since we're doing this on, on the B channel, we really need everyone to subscribe and make sure you hit that notification bell. What I'm doing is tomorrow I'll download this and then put it on the regular channel for everyone's that's missing out. So if you're watching this tomorrow evening or something like that. If you want to catch us live, you have to go over to Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded right now until we get our stuff sorted out with YouTube. Who knows if that, you know, we've we've uh, put we've contested it, but we haven't heard back from them. Most of all, like some real bitches right now. Yeah, we're, we're going to do something. We're, we're making moves to do something about YouTube, man. We're not just going to stand quietly by. Yo, did so. Yeager get his joint back? Um, I don't know if he got his channel back, but he does. He did have a B channel, so okay. he is on YouTube. Okay. Um, you know, and and you know, I've said it before, but you um them taking down his channel, I don't agree with, even though I don't necessarily get along with Jaeger. Oh shit, my bad. I ain't no. It's cool. No, listen, it's not. It's not a thing. I do not agree with them. You know, getting in the way of his right to uh to to speak and have his right. channel. I think that's right. bullshit. You know, the part of it, you know, I don't want to like get back into anything else, but the part where they took away his channel, bullshit. bullshit. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't agree with that. I never agreed with that before or at any time. You know, I think I think they're making a huge mistake as well that ultimately they're going to pay the price for. Right. Um, and I know lots of us are looking for alternatives to them. So uh, Jaeger included, he's out there. He's got some kind of alternative that he's working on. I'm working on something, to be honest with you here, with the Big Daddy Guns guys. Because um, these are real entrepreneurs here and they have lots right. of different things going on. So, But, you know, we could talk about that at some other time. And when I see you at SHOT Show, I'll, I'll clue you in on that. No doubt. I'm with it. Yeah. So uh, most of all, man, I want to thank you for coming on the show and, um, you know, Bringing your perspective, I think the when I think we had you on in episode five. Yeah, it was then, it was a while back. Yeah, this is episode one hundred and twenty-five. <laughs> you got a lot of energy, my brother. <laughs> so that, you know, I think that was right. like seven months ago. Right. <laughs> you know, way back when we started this, and I appreciate it, man. I think you're a good guy for anyone listening. I really do. You know, I think Marge is being very honest with everyone of who he is, and we we can't like I don't believe in perfect people. Anyone that pretends to be perfect to you, there's something definitely wrong with them. Right. You know, so and, and I like where you're coming from, man. This is 
you know, this has always been Maj. This is not right now. This is not at this time. He hasn't changed with the times. I think he's been like this from the beginning. Oh, we got 111 thumbs up. So that's awesome. Bam. Yeah, that's how you do it. <laughs> so, you know, I appreciate it, man. I'll let you have the last words. What do you want the people out there to know uh, before we end this? Support, um, repost, you know, thumbs up here, repost this interview. Um, you know, really, again, the biggest thing for me, man, just whatever issues you got, put them to the side, man. We we have a bigger collective common enemy, and that's the anti-freedom side. You know, until that, until that's wrestled down, we won't really have time to be, you know, two, 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 two brothers can't stop the fight in a burning building, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's Amen. all I really got to say. Yeah, man. And if we put, if we put that to the side and we, and we deal with this freedom thing on the other side of that, of that battle of that fight, we'll be closer anyway. I don't think we'll, you know, we won't all love each other, but we'll be closer. Right. For sure. For yeah, sure. absolutely. Thanks a lot. Thanks everyone for joining us. Um, you know, thanks for everyone that sponsors the channel, Big Daddy Guns, uh, Andrew's Custom Leather, of course, Safety Harbor Firearms. And if you guys want to support us, we're on Patreon slash Hank Strange. And we're out of here. Peace. Peace. Peace.